This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. Kinda, I'm liking the fact that we like we we didn't even plan to coordinate and we're matching, man, with like the Dude, hat and the shirts. What, we're like oh, we got the whole borderline cult go. status, you know. Let's, I mean, life these days is all about wow. branding yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. These these man these Gildans are super comfortable though too. They're not super thick, but they're not super light. Yeah. Yeah. These are good. Stretchy. I like them. Uh, but here we are. This is episode seven of Corn Stars, which is brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Uh, you need a cage. You need a rack. They've got the goods. Their racks are awesome. Their cages are awesome. We here at the Herpeticulture Network wholeheartedly stand by their products. They are good people. Uh, if you need anything from them, cage-wise, rack-wise, hit us up. You can even message me and if you have any questions, and I'll answer them to the best of my abilities. So check them out, Facebook and Instagram, blackboxcages.com. And then Silent Hill Reptiles. Of course, we gotta we got to give our, our shout-out to JT and Mindy, who are doing awesome stuff. They just updated their availability page not that long ago. There's some some stuff on there that is so tempting right now that I'm just – I told JT yesterday, I was like, stop posting stuff for sale, dude. Like, I just just don't. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even announce some of it, but he's – I checked their their for sale page periodically, and there was some stuff on there that was new. And I was like, "Dude, you, you're killing me." It's tough, man. It's, everything and everything he produces is just great. You know, it's healthy. You know, it's eating great. Mm-hmm. It's he's gonna cultivate that experience we've talked about so many times before. You're gonna have feeding cards and lineage, uh, known heads and stuff. It's, it's it's good stuff if you're buying from him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, but another guy that we we fully recommend as well, who's producing awesome stuff, and as our guest this round is Mr. Eric Westmoreland of ECW Reptiles. What is up, dude? Hey, how you doing, man? Good, good. It's awesome. We're so excited to have you on. Yeah, man. I've been ever since we we got it in the in the books, you know, and then the last couple of days, I've just been like super pumped for it. So, well, I hope I don't let you down. <laughs> I don't think you will, man. I don't think there's, oh, I mean, the outline that that we got together, it's pretty lengthy. I don't know if we'll even get to all of it, but we're going. Yeah, to I know. I make that. these, I make these egregious outlines, and I'm just like, we're going to ask all these questions and be here for four hours. <laughs> uh, do we want to season updates real yeah, quick? Yeah, that work- going on. Mine is pretty, pretty, pretty short, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I think since the last episode, the Chinese beauties are out and they're eating. Uh, which is great. They were really easy, uh, which was a relief. I'm really getting into an Asian species. I didn't exactly know what to expect, uh, but two of them drop fed, one of them tease fed. Uh, so they're ripping and roaring. Uh, I had my second clutch of corns come out, which was JMG Coral Ghost Poss Head Amel to a Ultramel Motley Stripe Tessera Het Annery. And it turns out the mom was Het Stripe. And I got, out of 14 eggs, I got 13 phenotypes. I did get two snow tesseras. Um, I, I hatched a really neat Ultramel. Uh, looks like it has the, 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 the red gene, the red enhancing gene, tessera, stripe. 
and it almost looks like it has a mask head. I don't know. Uh, it looks like a strawberry oh, milkshake. I don't know. I don't know what's going on completely. Uh, it's very. It definitely stands out unique next to the others. Uh, I got a Stripe uh, Ultramel Annery, which was very exciting. That's a that's a combination I really enjoy. Uh, so just super exciting clutch. I don't even know. Not even a sex them. I leave them alone until they shed, and then start going through and find out what they are. Uh, I got another clutch due this week, and some Leonis, and then. I think two more clutch corns and then the pines are going to start rolling out and uh, gophers are due soon. So anyways, but yeah, Justin, where, where are you at? I know you, I think you had some corns hatching. Yeah. So the ladies island clutch uh, of my locality project hatched out. This is a same dam as last year, different sire, but both still from the same property. Um, got 13 eggs, all 13 hatched. None of them have shed yet. I got one holdback in particular for sure. <laughs> This year, I've got, I've got, I've got. A, I mean, not compared to, to Eric there, but like for me, this is the most I've ever produced this year, and I, yeah. I really, I cannot hold on to a lot of stuff. Like I do not Same. have the, yeah. the ability to hold on to everything I'd want to hold on to because if that was the case, I'd probably hold on to everything for a minimum of like a year. <laughs> yeah. Um. So these, I mean, I have one holdback in particular. That one that you said looks like the the boogeyman, it's the, the Mexican. It's the Kukui. Oh, is that what it's called? It's the Kukui. Yeah. It's got that long blotch and the little hood yeah. and has little eyes. Well, as That's soon cool. as I saw the the neck bands, yeah. the neck saddles were connected and stuff. I was like, all right, I'm hold on to that one. Um, yeah, it's like ten percent of the snake is one blotch. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there was another one that kind of looks similar, but I don't I don't know the sexes on any of them yet. Like I said, I'm I'm not planning on holding on to a lot of them. I think I'll hold on to probably a pair. I still have two point two from last year. Um, one of those might go to someone who was looking to get their kid their first snake. And so I said, if you guys want a corn, let me know. I'll give you one. Awesome. And that is, I think, the one that I sent her pictures because it was either that, the five gene demon you sent me, or that little horrible Ultramel stripe that I wish would just go to hell because it's just demonic. No, that female's awesome. She is awesome. I was like, okay, you're pretty. But, and I, I told my buddy who was like the mediator between this whole thing, I was like, She's on the table, but I will say, if it's a kid, she's going to get away from her because she, she just she just jumps out of the tub like that is a particularly wiggly animal. Yeah. So I was like, it's probably not ideal, but I think it sounds like the the ladies' island one is the one she wants. So nice. We'll roll with that. But and what a, what a gorgeous first animal to have too. A, a, a yeah, natural well, I, classic type, just beautiful I locality. Took a picture to send to him, and I was like, man, that thing is looking good because I had the flash and stuff. I was like, oh. If I wanna, I don't know if I wanna part with it, but I will. I need to. It's just I'm at that point where I have so much stuff that I would, if I could hold onto it, I yeah. would. But there's some things where it's like I have to really decide what's non-essential personnel and what isn't, and it's it's hard, man. It's so hard. So that's those hats. It's that's the problem. It's like I'm 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 at a point where I do need to like cut back on some things, but it's like yeah. everything I have is pretty choice in terms of like why i have it like there's a reason i got it and there's a reason you sent it to me like there's things that you sent you know it's just it's tough so those yeah, had uh dion's hatched those are already like five meals deep on some of them uh the ladies island to ghost tessera clutch that's due to hatch i think this weekend hopefully i pulled nice. my incubator they're sitting on the shelf with my little camera in front of it so i can watch them at work oh that's um, fun and then my blood red pied pair, she's 
gonna drop literally any day now. She dropped a slug the other day, and now there's uh, there's only a little bit left. And uh, nice. Um, that thorn scrub bear dropped, so got five clutches from that, and then I got the bairds clutches that are in the works, uh, incubating, and we'll have a have a lot of babies here soon. It's a lot, man. Yeah, you got a lot working. Not nearly as many as as Eric, though. I mean, <laughs> I think a couple weeks ago I messaged you because you were just posting clutch after clutch after clutch. I was like, dude, how many of those things are you freaking cranking out on an annual <laughs> basis? I think you said something along the lines of like three hundred. I'm sitting with. 906 eggs right now oh <laughs> oh man <laughs> that goodness that is a that's a number that is a number of animals and, and i'm actually behind yeah <laughs> it's actually it's a low year you know it's, it, it's uh we'll get into that yeah i see that's on your quite uh, yeah i'm having a hell of a year <laughs> yeah well awesome why don't you uh why don't you tell us you know who you are and kind of where you got started with reptiles yeah um eric westmoreland uh, used to W reptiles, uh, been liking reptiles since birth. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, when you guys asked the questions, I started thinking about that stuff and I was like, I don't know who got it for me when I was a, a tiny kid. I got one of those golden book, little, little golden book. And it was all dinosaurs. And it, it was dinosaurs got me started. I think like everybody. And then right away it's like, well, I can't touch a dinosaur. So. It's the next best thing. And then it was garter snakes, salamanders, toads, and frogs in the trailer park I lived in. You'd find them all over the place. And then it just took off from there. I can't remember a time I wasn't involved in uh, reptiles and stuff. Um, then I was started laughing to myself. Actually, the first thing I ever kept, my dad got me a caiman. From <laughs> Back in the day, all the pet stores just had caimans and alligators and stuff oh, like wow. that and that was yeah i'm like wow you know what that was the first reptile i ever had it was a caiman and of course it didn't live much past month i don't think i don't remember swinging um, for the fences on that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> started at the top absolutely <laughs> sometimes that works for people you start you start at the top and you work your way down so you start out with king cobras and caimans yeah. and then you you know slowly work your way down to to balls and kings and corns and stuff like that you don't want to you don't want to go too quickly yeah but like i said yeah i mean ever since i was born with that gene i guess it's funny and that just followed followed me through all the way up to now um i was never i was like everyone else i wasn't allowed to really keep any anything without legs i should say yeah so i tell that's so why i tell all my customers now or my little kids and so i was like Get something with legs that that that'll get you into the door at least most of the time with mom and dad. Yeah. Do you remember along that journey what the first uh, species was you bred? Ah, uh, that would have been later in life. That would have been nineteen ninety one or two, and it was king snakes, cow kings. Nice. Yep. That's fun. Wasn't uh, I went to let's see, like I said, I was just uh, always into reptiles and stuff was going to bass fish for a living at one point high school a little bit after high school and that's kind of fell to the wayside stuff then i went to the military when i was in the military i was the snake guy so i was <laughs> down in fort polk louisiana whenever anyone wouldn't find a snake anywhere it's like find there get westmoreland he tell you what it is <laughs> so we did a lot of that we got a funny story there too we was out out in the field one time 
and this kid forget his name i um can't remember but he'll ever he'll forever be known as fang now so i seen him picking something up off the ground so i went over there i was like what's your eyes i got this snake i looked at it and i'm like dude you put that snake down like, why why is it? what is it and i was like at the time i really couldn't tell what it was but i knew it was venomous i couldn't tell if it was a copperhead or moccasin or a timber rattlesnake at first ended up being a pygmy rattlesnake oh no we know that because he got nailed and it was nice. funny because he held on to this thing for like 20 minutes, just, you know, doing all the goofy, oh, I'm looking at your sneaky name, doing all this stuff. And he went to put that thing down, it crawled out of his hand, turned around, and got one fang right into like the, this little piece mm. of the, the thing right there. And instantly <laughs> shot up out of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me in the ID groups how many people are holding the snake. It doesn't even uh, matter if it's venomous or not. And they're like, what species is this? It's like, what? yeah, I love it. It's Why great. the hell are you touching it? Like, oh, they, yeah, they'll send a picture of their kid death gripping a Nerodia, and they're just, you know, they're like eight year old, and you're like, like do you, do you know how close that it? was to yeah. being a venomous animal? Right. Just, just goofy. I see it all the time in the South Carolina ID group, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing like even as a kid knowing like my parents knowing that i was into snakes they were like if you don't know what it is don't touch it and i was like yeah Absolutely. that makes yep. sense yeah you know i even told my kids that when we were growing up we'd go to areas where uh massasaugas are at or timbers are at and stuff and i was like just check with me first you see us yeah snake, yell out snake and we'll check it out and then we'll you know whatever but anyways yeah i got out of the military and then that's uh actually moved back in with my mom for a few months then she was okay with keeping snakes for some reason to that point. And then uh, I met my wife, and she actually got me my first reptile. And I think it was a, just an anole she brought home from Texas, I think. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like back in those days, too, it was, you know, you know how everyone is. Get this, get that, get that. Ooh, I got, need that. Get, and I ended up, yeah, I had an anole, a house gecko, uh, I think a normal ball python. Then we had, oh, everyone's got to get a Burmese python. Had that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, then started getting into king snakes and stuff like that. And like I said, that was the first stuff I, we bred. And that was probably in 91. 92, right area. And just took off from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So was it in that kind of 91, 92 when you're breeding the king snakes? Is that where you got the Calubra bug? Uh, that started. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of um, actually more after. I bred from 91 till, oh, probably 02, 03. And I tell her when I took about a 10 year break and had human kids produce yeah. a bunch of human kids and <laughs> <laughs> that kind of took precedence. And then, uh, Oh, I lost a job too. And then you freak out when that happens. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, oh, sell absolutely. Everything off, sell everything off, which I look back now. I, that was probably the worst thing I could have ever done in my life. Sell all like I had tons and tons of stuff, but you get scared and sell everything off. Sure. And you got a family and you're wanting right. to take care of them. And yep. Right. Right. Yeah. So then got back into it again to what, 2012. Yeah, about 2012. 
I, I look, I missed that whole ball python thing, which is the probably craze. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was the section of, that was the time section. I was out of it. Yeah. And really didn't pay attention. So it's probably a good thing I didn't, you know. Otherwise, I'd probably be with all the rest of those guys, which that's not a bad thing. I actually have, seriously, I think six ball pythons just to make blue eyed loosies, and that's it. I call it a, a wave, but it's more like a tsunami. Like yeah. A ball python <laughs> wave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but it, it took this hobby and made it something that it definitely yeah. wasn't before. Absolutely. That's what I tell everyone to. Everyone always comes down hard in the ball python, you know, the ball python breeders, and I'm like, yeah. Look, we all like snakes. Yeah. yeah. We all like reptiles. It don't matter what, what it is. Yeah. But uh, Tiger Woods, love him or hate him, made everybody yeah. love golf. Absolutely. It's, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tom Brady. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> ball pythons are, are, are a very interesting species. And, and oh, yeah. There's a lot people do with them. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It just it made this huge difference. Uh, products, companies coming up that develop new products that we use today. Uh, thermostats, racks, stuff like that. Yeah, all I of mean, it. it. It's it's all be, a lot of that technology is because of the necessity seen in that that huge ball python uh, industry, really. Right, right. Yeah. And actually, let's see, ninety. I had ball pythons, and we were me and a handful of guys up here were breeding ball pythons just to have captive bred ball pythons. Mm-hmm. Everything was wild caught coming into the pet stores and stuff, and just covered in ticks and thin as a rail and everything else and stuff so we were doing that and i remember getting some animals in that uh, i was on the phone with tracy and bob barker talking over and they didn't know what it was but looked like on the top of it someone took an eraser so it had like pied markers only on the dorsal going down and then like i said i sold all that stuff off huh interesting Yeah. yeah that is the that is sort of the one thing that does amaze me when it comes to you know balls and and even corns and really anything else that has a ton of morphs is just the fact that it's how it started from from normals and just over time right. in a very short span of time in the, in the grand scheme of like evolution in time and things like that like the fact that we've gone from in 30 years from what we had to where we are now it's and that there's no signs of it stopping it's just it's mind blowing like it really right. is just unbelievable yeah especially you know corn snakes what is that mid 70s people breeding them starting to get uh, uh oh, right yeah. the hobby i think i think i don't remember the exact year uh, but i think it was in the late 70s when albino started popping out in the anneries 60s <clears throat> was it 60s wow yeah someone somebody just posted a picture it was the original picture of uh uh first batch of albino 1962 that was on that uh old school herpers site someone posted mm-hmm. that oh wow that was really cool yeah that's something else that uh yeah and it's people are still making world first right oh, yeah. like every year you hear about somebody that's got a either a new gene or they've kind of dissected a gene and found that it had multiple parts to it and or oh look it's a world first you know this combination and now we're in the six seven gene uh, mutations where it's still visible just doesn't look like a gummy worm uh, right it's, it's, it's amazing <laughs> So, uh, you know, if you were looking at your collection, what all's in it? And, and if you want to take some slow time and talk about the specific species of Pitchiovis that you're working with, that's fine, too. <laughs> okay. Or Bairds. I love my pits, man. I always yeah. have. In fact, uh, when I got back into it, I was thinking about just doing pits. Yeah. I always had this perfect business name. I was like, perfectly pits. <laughs> be freaking cool, you know? That's awesome. 
But uh, yeah. Uh, so Pitts, I've got um, uh, San Diego's. I I got to step back here. I wanted to get bull snakes, but I'm in Illinois and I'm yeah. real close to Iowa. In both states, I need permits to have them because they're native. Yes. So I'm like, well, I've I've had permits for uh, hognose snakes. I need whatever's native. I need a permit for. Mm-hmm. Which brings up another story I'll try to get to in a little bit. But uh, so I was like, ah, I'm going to veer away from that, but I still want pits. So I went with uh, San Diego Gophers first and got those in. Absolutely loved them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, love them. And I'm going to start working. That's going to kind of be my morph project with those guys. And then, of course, I mean, you get one pit and you need more. You have so. to have all of them. I, <laughs> I that's how it started with me. I, I got a couple and I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to have the entire genus. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get there, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to knock them down now. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I got after that, but I've got San Diego's. I got uh, line pines. Yeah. Lineata Collis. Yep. I've got those. Those are, uh, I like them, but yeah, <laughs> it's been on my wish list. They're their own little, uh, yeah. what I, it's like they're they're tough to find, and I've heard they're an absolute handful. Those are the skip the most. I, I call them big wusses. Yeah, because they're eight foot long. Yeah, but they will disappear in a heartbeat. And then if you find if you corner them, then it's all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and they, they just flip and flop and everything. I like them, but a special person needs those. Yeah, they're 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 kind of a. <laughs> Set it and forget it. And- yeah, right. Sounds like right. the the Pichuovas equivalent of uh, the Ganyasoma. Oh, yep, <laughs> yep. I had one of those at one time too. But in uh, nice. the with those, I have found when I get in to clean them or do whatever, don't make eye contact with them. Really? Catch? catch yeah. Catch them? I, I don't know. I stumbled onto that. I was like, don't hmm. face them. Just kind of get them in your peripheral and do whatever, and you're fine. Really. Yeah, they're not liking you, and they're gonna sit there and they'll hiss up. But they don't. Yeah. As soon as you turn and look at them, then they're they're on. So huh. Like, I, so I don't know. Interesting. Besides, yeah, yeah. Besides those, and um, what the hell else do I got? I got Jan eyes. Yeah, that's. I mean, the the best species of snake on the planet. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> they're great. I got a story there too. I got my originals from andy reeves he works at the omaha omaha zoo we tried i traded him some cocci oh so i had the original pair i had two about two years in my female got loose oh man gone she somehow made it out of out of my snake room and was gone so i was like all right finally broke down told the wife (laughs) she's like well we got to get another one (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling, that's not I the response i would have gotten oh <laughs> no we're good we're good my wife's all all in but uh what the hell happened i had i got another one another female and i want to say two weeks in that one escaped oh no <laughs> and was gone if i remember if i remember right so then I had to, you know, break it to her again, except I think I waited a year. Meanwhile, the whole time my original male is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And they grow so I'm, fast. Oh, yeah. And he's he's been ready to go. So I broke down, and then she's like, all right, 
All right, one more time with trying to hook get get another uh, another pair going. So she ends up contacting oh, I forget his name, but Minneapolis. Anyways, unbeknownst to me, she's doing that. I'm contacting my original guy. So he sends me another female. She orders two more from this guy up in Minnesota. So now I got four. Nice. <laughs> yes. And when the time comes, I can offer unrelated pairs. Completely That's unrelated. Awesome. Yeah. So then besides the Jani, I've got, I still have Great Basin. I've got one pair of that. Um, they're the cool ones, I guess. I got the Santa Cruz. The Pomillus? Yes. Those you're are like, weird, weird snakes, too. You're like the yeah. only person that has those that I've ever heard having a bear. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I've heard heard about them always, forever. Actually, the guy that I, I got my line pines off of, uh, Chad Fawkes. Okay. And he was up at uh, Sewerfest in Wisconsin. And the time that he sold me those, he was getting some Santa Cruz's in. And that was the first time I'd ever seen them. The guy came and dropped them off. Well, then two years ago at Tinley, it was on Sunday, we were making our final rounds through Tinley, running around there, checking on stuff. And uh, one of the vendors said, hey, Knew, knew I was looking for some gopher snakes. I was actually looking for some cape gopher snakes, which I have too, finally. So do I. Yeah. That's another one we'll talk later because that's okay. A, they're a thorn <laughs> in my side right now. But uh, he's like, what's that guy? Steven, Steven France. He's like, hey, I got a guy. He's got a cooler under this table. He's got some uh, gopher snakes that he's, you know, looking to sell and stuff like that. So he come over and lo and behold, I was like, Here's these Santa Cruz. I'm like, oh, like crap, man. You yeah. gotta be kidding me. I've already spent my budget for Tinley, but yeah. All right, let's go ahead. That's yeah, I got, I got those in. Weird snakes. Are they? Yeah, and I that, know they're tiny. That was I was gonna say, being only. an island, island insular subspecies, I'd imagine they're they're considerably smaller than a lot of other pits. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll post. I put just posted a picture. I put uh, took them out in the yard. I took one of the line pines and one of those and put them together. Just mm -hmm. for size comparison. And I saw that. Yeah. It's crazy. I, for years, I thought the Cape Bajas, the vertebralis, were the smallest. And then, oh. like, this year, I heard, heard about the Pomillus. I was like, wait, they're only three foot. The males right. were at, like, 28 inches. I was like, yep. no. I yeah. went ahead and threw mine together. They're together right now. My male went off uh, food. I was like, all right. He's dude, ready, yeah. You want to go off food? You can go ahead and hang out with her for a while. Yeah, but, if that um, happens, you know, we're going to have spazzes. to. Those Are they really? Snakes, oh, that's what the first thing that Steve told me. He's like, he goes, you ever had garter snakes? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, they act just like a garter snake. No I mean, you way. You get them out and they are like. Yeah. Just flipping and flopping yeah. and trying to go that way all the ways. And it takes a long time for them to calm down. Because they're not a huge different or not a huge uh, distance away from a nectins, right? They're yeah. In, uh -uh. That's in fact, they, they look a lot like them. Like a tiny them. little Anectans. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's awesome. But let's see. Yeah, the Cape Gophers. Which are like amazing. If you oh, I've yeah. got them and, and I there's some of my favorites. They're really neat. Is that the vertebralis? 
Yeah, vertebrales. Yeah. Okay. Cape, Cape Baja gopher. I'm not super yeah. hip to pits. I have I have my Jani now as of last week, thanks to yeah, Chris. I said, and I then I have, a, Jani, a, yeah. I have a Southern, and that's it. Like I I I have my. I I would like to get Northerns eventually, and I would like to get another Southern for my girl eventually. But it's definitely not high on the priority list because space is uh constantly an issue. So they they eat up a lot of space. Yeah, and a lot they of rats. Eat up man. a lot of food. They eat Dude, up a I'm lot not, of food. I've fed this Jani like two or three times already since I've had it. It's like I feed her, and I go in the next day, and the lump is gone. Like and it, yeah. they it, it they just, squirt poop. <laughs> I'm just like what I gave her like a decent sized fuzzy that first meal, mm-hmm. and it was gone within like two days. I'm like what. Yeah, and it was live. It wasn't even cut or anything. I was like, "What the hell?" So I, yeah, I don't know. How how big are your uh, bajas at this point? I've got one adult female. Okay. And then I got one. <clears throat> what is it? Two thousand one hatchling from last year. Okay. And then I had another female that, that she croaked off on me somehow, some reason. I have no clue. That species is notorious. Yes, for I've dying. heard that. And... Yep. Yep. Um, it was a funny story there too. That was a couple years back. Uh, the same year I got the, the Santa Cruz. I knew going in, I was looking for some capes at Tinley, which hit and miss. Well, Zirkle said they had a female, a lone female. So as soon as we got in the door on Friday night, it was like, phew, flew down to Zirkle's, picked up that chick real quick. That's awesome. Then, then started walking around and stuff. Well, then, uh, on Saturday, we were running through the show, we ran into some friends and, had to show them what we got and whatnot. And I said, yeah, I was looking for, looking for another, uh, another Cape to go with this girl. And he's like, Oh, it was over there by the books. They had the book vendor. there. I had some snakes off to the side and he had a bunch of, uh, San Diego stacked up. And I, that's what I thought was in that entire stack. So I didn't even look down through the whole thing. He's like, yeah, yeah. Cape go for over there in that stack. So I'm like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Took off. on him. <laughs> it's like, he knows what's going on. So I got over there and it was already gone. It just sold like yeah. 10 minutes before I got there. Well, lo and behold, I found out who bought it was uh, Jeremy Turgan. Okay. Brassland. <laughs> yeah. So I messaged him right away. I was like, hey, man, you got my snake. <laughs> he's like, what? And I was like, told him the whole story. So he's I like, already paid for it and they gave it to you by accident. I need it back. But uh, so then, anyway, yeah, and that was, uh, man, that was like an eight month. Every morning, waking up, hitting Morph Market, King Snake, and Fauna mm-hmm. Classifieds. Okay, nothing's there. The morning yeah. rounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with Pitchofis because there's only a couple of what I would consider trusted, trusting sellers and breeders right. out there. You want to try to get it from the person who produced it, and and, and that's, a, that's a, a tough market to be in because a lot of them get wholesaled. Right. Uh, and and it, it is what it is. I understand breeders wholesaling their animals. That's okay, uh, but it, it kind of messes up the market as far, as far as trying to get them from somebody that you can trust. Right. And mm-hmm. To each their own, you know. Uh, do your due diligence with a uh, quarantine and stuff like that. If you get an animal from somebody you might not know or not the breeder, but we we all got to go through that regardless. Oh yeah, yep, yep. So then, anyways, uh, I got home and it was like the hunt was on for you know another male. Um, oh, and my buddy Kenny Evans posts. They went to a show in Oklahoma or something like that, and he shows shows this picture of this cape, and I'm like, Is "That vertebrales?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Is it for sale?" He's like, "Yeah." I don't know, don't know who produced it, but it, he he had it. He sold it to a girl down there, and she was kind of 
giving it back to him to rehome. So I'm like, what do you want for it? He's like, well, what do you got? So I ended up training, I think, a scaleless Sarah for it. I was like, take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's such a – man, it's such a weird species because they for a long time, nobody wanted them. And yeah. then, like, people started getting more into this, like, kind of locality feel and very, like, kind of uh, odd, odd oddities within the normal species that we know. Uh, and, and that animal, does, they kind of just went by the wayside. Now everybody talks about them, and it's like, man – yeah, I got my pair from Thomas Davis. This is they're four years old this year, uh, and and have not. I cooled them. I did everything I've ever read about them. They're not breeding. Uh, I keep trying. Um, I don't know. I don't. You know, I, I've got to work through that. I've got to try to read some more on them. Uh, they definitely breed older. They grow slow as rocks, man. Right. Because you got to do small meals. You can't oversaturate their food with water. Uh, they're they're known for getting uh, regurge issues, and once they do, they're gone. They'll desiccate. Uh, they don't drink water that often. It's a desert species, uh, so there's there's a lot of little tricks and stuff that you read about them, but nobody talks about breeding them. Right. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're a later in the year species to breed. Um, a lot of that desert stuff you find, you know, subox and some of that stuff breed in June and July. Uh, I you know I wish it was a little bit more out there probably to read on them, but probably because it's the rainy season down there and stuff. Yeah, the desert, ain't mm -hmm. it? yeah. That's, you know, even here in West Texas, it like just started raining. The mountains right. just soaked the last couple of weeks. And then, I mean, I was there for half a week or a week, not too long ago. And it was dry as bone. It was ridiculous. Uh, that, and that probably, you're right. Might be it. And I wish it rained here so I could open a window and stick them together. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So enough pitch off his talk. Cause we gotta, oh, we yeah. gotta get, gotta get on the corners, but what is your, uh, so what's the corn connect collection look like? Well, when did you, at what point did you, did you get into corns and decide to pursue those to the, to the amount that you have been coming when I came back into it after that 10 year span or whatnot, I decided, I was like, all right, I want to breed some snakes again. I always had during that 10 year off time, I call, I, we always had some snakes. I had, well, I had some King. I think I had two pair, had a pair of pits, a pair of Kings and a pair of corns. We just hung on to, didn't breed them or nothing. But when um, I decided to get back into it, I actually sat down. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do some corn snakes for sure. Just getting into popular. I like them. But I, uh, being in the hobby art, I went to, straight to Ian's vivarium, went through all the morphs, and I was like, you know what? I like that. I like that. I like that. And that. And I kept it like five, I think five different morphs. And I was like, I'm going to work with that first instead of running out and grabbing just whatever I could. Yeah. And got into it. So that was like, yeah, 2012 probably. Started amassing the the collection then. The herd. Yeah. <laughs> Does it mean you're, are you, you're breeding full time? Yes. First yeah. year. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's, I got to the point I could pay for health insurance. So I was like, let's do it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, That's actually, I mean, that's, I, I have Obamacare and that's a pretty fair measuring stick. Or it's like, if you can afford that. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Mine, mine ain't cheap. I don't know about anybody else's. No, it ain't cheap. And that, uh, yeah, that's a whole like, different story. We can, <laughs> it's like, as soon as I can cross that threshold, like there ain't any other bill aside from my mortgage that I got to worry about. Cause if I can yep. afford that, then we're good. <laughs> I worked it. Yeah. I, uh, I worked at FedEx, unloading tra trailers and stuff. 
And uh, it's like I told them guys out there, it's like I'm working this job for insurance, but I need insurance because I work this job. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always busted up, man. I don't know how many times I broke stuff. And mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 2012, that's when we started the corns up. And those original morphs, I, I picked, uh, I liked uh, caramel. Still, for the most part, same thing. I love uh, caramel. I love strawberry, cinder. Um, Sunkiss, gotta have Sunkissed in there. Sunkiss is yeah, just all they, yeah. It, it's a great gene. It's such a good multiplier. Right, honey man, I'm a honey guy. That's, that's oh my yeah, jam is honeys. I equivalent Sunkissed almost like the clown gene with ball yeah. python. You get that? It just does things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that it does different things with different morphs too. Right, uh, you you can make shatters with a uh, cinder and you know, yeah, it's just oof, yeah, Sunkissed is good. Yep. So as far though as ter- in terms of like with the amount of animals you produce, how do you go about choosing what you're going to pair in a given year? And like that's that. <laughs> I mean, when you have that many, like the logistics behind that is just it's freaking mind blowing. Like how do you how do you that, navigate that year to year? That starts right now. Yeah, I mean, even uh, I got I, I use up a whole notebook for uh, the pairings and whatnot. And I keep track of everything in there and that whole notebook just stays together. Then now I'm going through there and putting sticky notes on it. All right, keep 1.2 from this, maybe keep 2.2 out of this one here. Look for this on this clutch and set myself up for the next on what I'm going for on down the line. And I've only got, I want to say my entire collection, I've only got 200 snakes total. Oh wow! Probably mm-hmm. 115 or corns, and then everything else is whatever. I got, I think I counted up 22 or 23 different species slash subspecies that I'm working with all together. Yeah, because you're. I mean, it's like every week he's posting like three more clutches, and I'm like, mother of God, where does it end? <laughs> he's like, how does he do it? He's like, you, he must you know, have like an entire room that's just a giant incubator. I well, yeah, I do. That's Yep, that's how I incubate too. Yeah, I know that's yeah. one of your questions on there. It's all the room that bit me in the butt this year, though. I got I got two eight by eight rooms in the back of my garage. I made one years ago that started it, and I had to add on, put another one on there, and there's a door between them. And I use them both right now. The one I use is a cold room to brewmate everything. Yeah. I just pack everything in there and shut that door, and then keep the other room warm and i keep that room generally it's always between 77 and 84 and that'll fluctuate up through the day and i got uh two space heaters in there and an air conditioner and they run constantly back and forth i always keep the one on back and the other one up all the time I won't nice. ever, yeah i never, never risk it yeah horror stories there and yeah mm-hmm. yeah and just I, I do it that way well this year uh we had a more basically a normal spring. We've been used to the snow melts, and next thing you know, it's eighty degrees outside. Yeah. And th- this year, it's we've had a spring. It started off in the thirties and the forties, went to forties and fifties, fifties and sixties, and on up the way it's supposed to. Well, I didn't adjust anything, so my cold room or my room was down probably about two to four degrees cooler than normal. So that backed 
everything up this year. I'm I've usually got 12, 13, 14 clutches hatching by now. And I've got one clutch of corn snakes and one clutch of house snakes. And that's the whole thing out. I'm running two to three weeks behind schedule. Yeah. That's I mean, uh, that lower incubation is gonna kind of suck right now, waiting, but right. it's also gonna get bigger babies. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. So that's should. not a I, I have not found that bigger babies eat better. Uh, some people think that if you incubate them a little longer, a little cooler, they're definitely bigger. Uh, right. But I also think that can lead to uh, drowning in the egg easier. Uh, some, eh, there's a couple in, in between. You know, I incubate like dead nuts at 81 uh, in, an, in an incubator. It's, it's been pretty perfect uh, the last few years. So, Yeah. This year, I bet, usually I average – between 80 and 82 mm -hmm. most years this year i'm looking at 77 to 79 yeah so you're you're like 75 <laughs> days to hatch 78 right days exactly oh yeah most of my stuff years past it's always been 55 to 65 mm -hmm. now it's 75 to 80 yeah and this is the first year for that and it's i had a weird year too i had like seven females this year that just didn't take or reabsorbed yeah and I'm like, what? Usually I have like one, but I had yeah. like seven of them this year. In fact, I had one lay today from, and I don't know, because the time comes for them guys to lay. I'll give them a week after that. And it's like, I put whatever mail, the first mail I want back in there, <clears throat> back in there with them instantly. And I was like, we can try this again. You're either going to chase the eggs out of her or you're going to get the job done this time. Yeah. And yeah, I had the one of them today gave me 26 eggs. And Holy cow. Yeah. And she was the last time she was paired up was 15th of May. Yeah. 26 eggs. That's a big clutch. <laughs> That's big. Yeah. I got, I got a pair of sister Carmel sisters that each, each one of them give me 30 plus every year. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And the, that's enough. I got another one. She, she hasn't laid yet. And I don't know if she had, I posted a picture of that a while back. I was like, if you want to see a fat snake here, this girl, this is fat. Don't get, yeah. you know, because I don't know what she did. She didn't. So I've been feeding her, pounding her food and stuff. Like, come on, come on, come on. She didn't produce, but she gained all the weight. <laughs> and once they have it, it's almost impossible to get off. Oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. The females will hold weight for years. Yep. Had a, yeah. We had a friend of mine. We went over their ball, py ball, by ball python breeders. And they had this snow. And we went over, and I have never seen a corn snake so obese in my life. I kid you not. It was about as big as around with my forearm. You oh, talk geez. about it, it, it. Yeah, it was really bad. And I'm like, dude, I was like, I, I wouldn't feed that for at least six months. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Right? I mean, it'll be fine. She's going to be fine. Yeah. I don't That's know if they nice. ever did or not, but yeah. <laughs> it's just rolling over to get oh, to its It water. is. It's like, yeah, it could hardly turn around on itself. <laughs> That's something else. So with your yeah. clutches, what, what's your kind of average egg number? Uh, you know what? This year I didn't keep track, but other usually it's 18. 18. After all, it's all said and done, it's 18. Yeah. In fact, when I, uh, when I start tallying stuff up, mid-spring and stuff, trying to figure out how many I'm going to have. I always use 18. And then I I schedule everybody to double clutch okay. as well, and then I make that call when the time comes. Not everyone's going to. But, Do you pair up yeah. right after right after laying? 
I give them about a week. About a week. Yep. Get two small meals in them or something. Right. Yep. And get a meal in them, one or two, and then we go again. And like I said, it all depends what they look like too. I had like yeah. two, about three of them this year. I was like, no, nah, I'm no, nah, you're too mm-hmm. little. Like, yeah, you get a that. female that just really blows herself out. Looks like that tube of toothpaste. Right. Yeah. Now, does the like that, how fast they sort of bounce back dictate that? Like, if you have a female that does look rough, but then you give her a few meals and she sort of comes right back to to how she was before she. I've got a few. Yeah, I've got a few like that. I've got yeah, yeah I've got a few like that, and I've got a few that did it takes them until about October mm. to yeah. really look what they're you know what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my girls that are tenured breeders, you know, that are in that six, seven, eight year old, they lay their eggs and they just look like a normal snake. Right. And then, you know, my first time girls that are right at three years old or in the four, second year laying, and they lay and they just look pitiful. And it's like, yeah. oh, got to start hammering them again. And every year, get them worn in. That's all. Yeah. Every year it gets a little better, it seems like. Yeah. Well, you also did a post the other day talking about a, like a smaller female or a younger female. Oh yeah, playing and sort of. What's your your take on that with with smaller girls? Sort of. What was the what's the story with that one in particular? At least it's what I tell everybody. Um, biology dictates whether they'll get gravid, and if they become gravid, it'll dictate egg size and clutch size. Yeah, um, I'm notorious. I'll my holdbacks. A lot of times, I'll house them together up to two years. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, everyone gives me a hard time about that. I'm like, no, I, 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 don't, I, don't, ever I, do it. I know a couple people that do that. And I actually oh, yeah. uh, cohab uh, oh, some yeah. of my locality stuff. Uh, I've done it with corns too. If they're, you know, maybe separate during feeding or if they're tong feeding, I've never right. had a problem with it. That's why I always tell everybody too. I was like, you just got to watch out when you're feeding. You yeah. Know, I, I've talked with a few guys. I was like, you know what? I don't know if a snake would leave a hiding spot. <laughs> Food and water was given to them every single day. Yeah, out in the wild. You know what I'm saying? If you were to look that thing up and hand them something, you know, I don't think they'd leave. Yeah, but uh, but doing that sometimes it happens. I don't get stuff sexed correctly, and at that two year mark, mm-hmm. you know, I'm cleaning and feeding and doing whatever, and I'll pick a girl up and it's like, uh oh, well, hey, what? And then the game's on. I was like, all right, who's the guy? Who's in here? Yeah. You know. <laughs> That, I learned that a long time ago. That's how that all started. But yeah, that girl I posted that that happened this past year, and uh, I posted on that thing that she was two hundred grams. She was more like about one hundred sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she produced uh, eight eggs. Wow, nice. Wow. Yeah, and the thing about it, those young girls too, it's like they bounce back a thousand times faster. You know, I hate to see it, hate to say it, but you know, being the old guy. But younger, faster, better. <laughs> they just bounce back. They're resilient, and it's like, oh. and they're a little bit more uh, copacetic to that quicker feeding. You hit right. them once with a small mouse. Three days later, you can get them again. Three days later, and yeah. by no means, I'm not saying power feed your animals, but no. when a female that's small mm-hmm. like that lays, uh, you know, rat. I love rat pups. Just hammer them with rat pups. We, we got a local guy that's breeding rats now, and uh, I told him, I was like, hey, whenever you have a, a, a clutch of pinkies. Uh, I'll take the whole clutch, every every single yeah. one of them. And he brought over 34 pinks one night, and it was right after some females laid. And I just put a little deli cup in each of the females and put two or three rat rat pinks in there. And, oh, my gosh, the, the, the especially with the live 
pinks. I don't know what it is. I don't feed live. To some extent, I can't because I'm allergic to the world. Oh, okay. So I'm allergic to mice. I'm allergic to aspen. I'm allergic. He's to allergic everything. to everything. I'm allergic to everything, except for sunshine and happiness. That's why I'm down here in a great city, Corpus Christi, Texas. Everybody, beer. I can drink a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, man, the, the feeding response on those young females, the speed at which they bounce back with those that that fatty those fatty meals. It's like they're just chomping down on hamburgers. Right. Yeah. It's 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 great. Uh, the first time, the first time that I had a young female become gravid too, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh man, what you know? And I remember calling someone posted a pic of a wild caught corn. And they were holding it up, and it was it was so little you could see the eggs. And I mean, down them, yeah, just boom, boom, boom. Had six of them. And they were just holding it up, you know, holding it up like this. <laughs> so I contacted him. I was like, how big was that snake? And he's like. This thing was 170 grams. It would be oh, big. Wow. It was yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, all right. And then we let it go. And yeah, lo and behold. Now, I don't go out of my way to breed them that young. No. I At two years, I'll look at them. Yeah. And a lot of times, I've done it in the past. Usually when I'm double clutching my bigger females, that's when I'll think about maybe putting two-year-old you know in there yeah that kind of second cycle time yeah right because you're I'm now guessing, my males i'll yeah head on in there <laughs> that's uh, i i had a little uh, a boy that i produced uh went back to his mom this year and uh he was 140 grams yeah. or something and i was like all right champ now's your time hey i got 16 <laughs> eggs out of that yeah yep. uh that female <laughs> in particular the first time I bred her, which would have been three, three or four, three or four years ago, I think three years ago, she was tiny, like two hundred and forty grams, but she was three or four years old. And I was like, I think this snake is just small. First year, fourteen yeah. eggs. Next year, fourteen eggs. Next year, fourteen eggs. This year, sixteen eggs. And she's just a small snake. And yeah. if you could feed her the world, she ain't getting any bigger. Yeah. Uh, and and she lays eggs, and you can't tell she laid eggs. I don't know what it is about her, but and her name's I- Carrie. Because she'll come flying out of the bin. I open up that tub, and she's a little murder snake. Just produce mean, angry corns. I think the babies you have are from her. That actually would make sense. She's the het stripe mom. Yeah, she's a psychopath. She is absolutely Everybody's got to have that one in their collection, too. Yeah. Mine's Spaz. His name is Spaz. And he, he hangs around just because he's good-looking. He's an orchid. But, oh, my oh, gosh. Awesome, well, that's the odd thing is like I have those. So I have that that email mask that you sent me. And then I have that head sunkissed guy from Crystal Colubrids. And yeah. like they're both just you can't pick them up without them trying to eat you. Yeah. But none of my other corns are really like that. So I'm like, what is what what is going on with you two in particular yeah. that isn't happening everywhere else? I'm like, there must just be some sort of like genetic thing there or maybe they're just yeah. like mentally unstable or like they didn't get enough oxygen out of the egg or something <laughs> i don't know but oh my god yeah it's this uh this clutch i just hatched is from uh anyways i, I talked about earlier but the female is like the most placid animal she's a sweetheart she's like the one my kid comes and gets out and you know my five-year-old daughter's like daddy i like this one those babies are just look at you they flick with a little tongue and they're like i'm gonna eat every time and be the sweetest snake and every time Carrie's clutches come out, they're just flip, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> so, hey, they all eat. They all look great. And usually they, I mean, for the most part, they all calm down. But Carrie didn't. She is, she is the, <laughs> she, I have a, I have stickers on my tubs 
that say don't open this one bites because uh, you know i may die tomorrow and i want anybody that goes in there to like be prepared so like, I'd like my, to leave that a surprise for the people. That, you know, like, <laughs> just a little thing. Game. Good luck on the door. Let's play a game. Just gonna make a video that that wearing the, the jigsaw mask. Like, <laughs> but my my Everglades rats have a sticker on it, and uh, my my male black pine. His name is Vrag, which is Satan in Croatian. <laughs> uh, we don't. I can mess with them. I don't know. Me and him have like a, an understanding. Uh, and then, like my O3 office, have that on their their tubs because you just don't know when you're Chinese beauties. You have no idea what you're going to get from them, and they're so fast. You are going to get bit. Yeah. You're going to. It's not. You, you you open it with a hook, man. It's like like a venomous animal. You they are 110 percent on when they're on, or they're just sitting there like a puppy dog. But Carrie's the only corn snake that has that little tag on her on her tub. I will say that is kind of the the nice thing about Morelia is like you can pretty much expect anytime you open the and open the tub you're gonna get a, a shot Food. taken at you. Yep, just yeah. that initial like I'm gonna eat. Condors do it. Every carpet I've ever kept pretty much does it. You know, yeah. Just, so it's nice to know when when to expect it. But then when I have that that little amel mask, man, it's like I open the tub and she just like comes shooting out mouth agape, <laughs> like ready to eat whatever's moving. And I just, I, I'm like, I, you're such a pretty snake, and I would love to, to, to hold you and play with you, but I really don't want to. <laughs> that just... snake is sunkissed or het sunkissed. I know it. Uh, I had the pairing information on it. That was from a, from another another breeder, but there's got to be sunkissed in that thing. Its head just looks like a bone. It's bone. Yeah, head. yeah, it's interesting. And it's I got so so Cox sent me that Amel buff that Phelan produced, mm -hmm. and that is that, that's like. I got her for him because Cox told me a while back, like, hey, I want to send you this thing. We're just waiting on weather to be right. So I finally got it. And then when you were like, I got this AML mask, I was like, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to put these together and see what happens. So you'll have two, time, two, two, two genes that will go together well to get first first generation uh, expression animals. And then plus you're going to get Aenaries and Stripes and Motleys and probably a Diffused and, you know, a scale this probably who knows because that's how genetics works on these things. Every They're all het for something. Do you, Eric? As far as your stuff, do you try to? Do you prefer to keep it to to fewer hets, or do you do like the crazy five gene things? Because I personally like if it's over like two hets or three hets, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do with this later down the road. There's too right. many options. But and then when the eggs hatch, you're like, I don't know what I have. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's a part that a year I and a half to figure out what it is. You got to uh, hang on to everything. Yeah. Awesome. No, I, four different I try things. to keep everything condensed. I mean. Maybe a three three gene yeah visual to something. I'll, I'll do that. You start getting all the heads on there. I try to avoid that. I got I got to work. I've got my one of my oldest snakes now. He's ten. Tommy boy. I keep him around. He's a red factor hypo. Nice head head amel head anery head motley head <laughs> lavender head diffused. Yeah, I use him like okay. We got to check. He's your something. tester. Yep, <laughs> and he's a boy, so it's like he's the filter. Get on in there. Yep. What do we got? And he's a great snake too. That that's we we're talking about. You, uh, Chris was talking about having a really good snake. Yeah, that Tommy boy, he's awesome. He's like the most handleable. Yeah, I take him to shows and stuff. He's like little kids. Here you go. Yeah, ha having those in your collection. Oh yeah, it just can ease the mind of a parent. It can it can get a kid that is maybe on the on that little verge of I just don't know 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it could teeter that scale that may be a lifelong. Passion. I hold back all, know. even all his, uh, his uh, normal babies. I hold all those back for that, for little kids at shows yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. who want to get their first night. Cause I know all his kids are that way too. I usually yeah. just hand him a rhino rat. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, which is <laughs> not an animal that looks like it's going to be as calm as it is. That dude, there's like, I know I say it like every episode of every podcast, but they are just the best. They're better. They're, they're better than Janai. I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know, man. Janai are pretty special. <laughs> they're. I don't. But I've heard people talk about Janai, uh, Pichofis, Deputy Janai. Uh, being fussy, fussy, fussy snakes. And every time I hear that, I'm like, you're keeping them too hot. You're yeah. keeping them too hot. I keep mine at 78. And, and, and geez, if they don't, they breed every year. I, I, breed, I Okay, so I do the old school method that I read back in Reptiles Magazine, I think it was, where you pair them up in uh, December and you leave them together and then they produce eggs. And my baby's hatched, oh, goodness, a month and a half, two months ago or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that they they breed during the winter uh but it's still on schedule with like yeah. other north american stuff That's yeah and because because they have a long longer gestation it seems like mm-hmm. uh next year i'm going to try something different because my first year i produced 7.2 this year i produced 5.1 so i want to see if brew mating the male uh gives me different uh a different sex ratio uh because i don't know I, you know, and I don't, and it would be really neat to figure that out because, man, I'm always male heavy with those things. But God, mine are, mine are puppy dogs. And I don't know, Eric, what are, what are yours like? I, I haven't produced mine yet because I lost my female and lost my female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but next year, I should be. Should, oh, no, they're good. Yeah. All, um, one of the new ones I picked up at Tinley last year, she's got a little attitude. But if but it's my a small big, snake, yeah, that's not. Yeah. But my big boy, I named him Nacho. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you, my, 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 my name is Jared. Mine's name is Johnny Depi. <laughs> That's sweet. I love the dumb names on yeah. snakes. My kid named snakes. I got, I got like a sunshine and a snow cone. And, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I named all, everyone always gives me a hard time about that. Every single snake I got has a name. Yeah. When it comes to when, when I go to do the, my, what am I going to do? do for pairings i ain't gotta sit there and write out yeah it just makes it you easier a male double head blah 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 blah, blah time is this because i end up writing this stuff out 30 times before ends up looking set. like a math equation more than <laughs> yeah. A oh yeah pairing. yeah yeah and then it still comes down to the day i'm pairing them up i look at him it's like oh dang he's blue i'm jumping the gun going this guy now You're yeah I, I name all my stuff i'm the same way i think that's like a you know, I, I I go way back with my breeding, and, and I just always named my animals. I yeah. don't know. It's just I have from the get go too. So once an animal for me, when an animal produces, once that animal produces eggs and the eggs hatch, I put a name on them. Uh, so yeah, it's funny people come in and they'll see like Snow Cone and Pinky and Princess, and then like they're like, "Who's Rag the Destroyer?" And I'm like, "Yeah, don't open that one. That's not a. That's not the. Uh, that's not the one for the kids." That's, Unless that's your kids all. like to bleed, in that case, it's very much for the kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I've, I've, I was about to say, I don't think, I don't know if my Vrag would bite, but now he does. I've definitely been bit by him multiple times. So Jan, <laughs> I almost bit Ellie the other day because she was holding it like a freaking Neanderthal. <laughs> 
I was like, you can't squeeze him. Like, you got to, like, hold him gently. And, like, he couldn't just move. Because I guess it. her little kid hands were all, like, sweaty and gross. And so, like, it was trying to, like, back up and couldn't. And saw it, I saw it, like, open its mouth like it was going to try. And I was like, all right, you can give him back now. Like, that's she, she knows how to, like, she holds the rhinos all the time. She does it like a pro. And then, like, I give her the, the Janna. And she's like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just choke it. Just, just absolutely <laughs> holding it like a rattlesnake. You're not trying to not get bit by him. It's like, I love this snake. <laughs> Like, I, I was like, why are you holding it like that? She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> my, my kid, I don't know. My kid comes in the room and she has like a snake that's hers. And, and like she, she loves it. But for some reason, she only wants to hold the king snakes. So like the Alterna and the Leonis and stuff. And I'm like, really, kid? These 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 cords are really neat. They're really nice. She's like, I don't like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't like that one. I don't know. And then she's sitting there holding like a gray banded. And I'm like, ah, that's a wild cut 2016 male. Please don't drop it. <laughs> If, if he's gone, my entire lineage is over. But awesome. Okay, so we were talking about how you incubate, how you keep. Do you have any? You know, what's your, what's your breeding tactic? Is there is there a special sauce to the way you go about your your, your rhythm, or is there you know kind of straightforward? It's, it's pretty straightforward. This past year, I did. Uh, you were talking about brewmate and snakes together. Your your uh, depia. I did that with my line pines this year, and I did that with some corns just so I could save some space in my cold room. Yeah. So I took a four, big 41 quart and put, you know, I knew these two girls were going with this guy here. So you guys can just camp out together for the, for the year. I did that. But otherwise, no, I bring them out of brumation. I, I'm uh Thanksgiving to Valentine's day. Yeah. Yeah. I brumate them. I, people always ask, you know, do you got a brumate? And I was like, no, not really, I guess. When it comes down to it, I think they still cycle through uh, uh, the natural light and stuff coming in if yeah. there is natural light. Because I've got snakes, I got snake two snake rooms in my garage, and I still got more snakes in the living room, which different story. I need a new, <laughs> need it's time for a new facility, but yeah, they're in there, which is it's all right. But but like all the snakes that are in that living room just get natural light, and then the, just even though they furnace is on it's still fluctuating in temps mm-hmm. all those snakes still uh uh cycle nice but yeah i bring them out usually the uh valentine's day mm-hmm. start feeding them getting them up and then uh shed and start putting them together usually end of april early may yeah and that's it and then uh I really don't even witness any locks. I just put them in there, and I'll leave them in there for two or three days too. Yeah, depending on what they See, are. I, yeah, that's I, I don't know. See, I, I practically cohab my adult pairs. Yeah. Once they're warmed up, I just keep them together until I see yeah. that she's holding. You know, and that's like, I know a lot of other people that I've talked to. They're like, yeah, I'll put them together for you know a week at a time, and then I separate. And me, I'm just like, just living there until you get the job done, man. Right. It's worked so far. Like, I've, there yeah. are some pairs where it definitely took them longer to make something happen. I have some that, like, right out the gate, they were locked up as soon as I put them in there. So, oh, I yeah. It was, you know, it's. I think I only witnessed really maybe three locks this year. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. put them in there, and I, like, I got one boy. He's just, he's a horn dog. As soon as he gets yeah. in there, you just hear flipping and flopping. And I'm like, all right, I know what's going on there. <laughs> pull, pull that water bowl out because you know it's going to be all over the place. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like those. I mean, those those pied blood reds that I have, like those are a good example. Like the male was all about it, and he was trying, but for whatever reason, she just wasn't having any of it. So I finally, uh, once they came out of quarantine and stuff, I put them together, and 
they were together for a while, like a couple weeks, and I didn't see any signs of any locks. Like I could tell that she just wasn't having it. And then one morning, I woke up and checked on everything before I went to work, and they were locked up. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. And you know, so I, I always tell everybody like, figure out what the deal is. I always tell everybody he knows better what to do mm-hmm. and when to yeah. do it than I do. Yeah, they they got to wake up on the pheromones and whatnot, you know. Yeah, that was my that was how I did it with green trees, man. It was like the male's gonna know when she's good to go. Yeah, that's like I, the only time I know a male is ready to breed is when he's not eating. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. it's like because males always eat. Well, I don't, I'm not gonna say they always eat better than females, but I, I don't know. My males are always just bulletproof. They eat, 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 and then the second one stops, I'm like, I gotta put you with a female now. Yeah, it's it's time. This was the first year I had. Uh, holdbacks from last year, I had like two or three of them quit eating on me this spring. Wow. Yeah, and they weren't even a year old. And I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, well, well, I didn't try them. But you know, social like, media has got kids doing a lot different things than we ever ever thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, all right, guys. And they, yeah, they're, everybody's back on now. I mean, no problem. They didn't eat for like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. So, so being that it sounds like you kind of do plan your pairings out, uh, do you kind of try to stick to one male per female, or do you do multiple females? I, I try to get one male, no more than three. Okay. I'll push it and do four sometimes, but I really like to shoot for that if if I need to, you know. Yeah. I try to uh, just do three. I don't want to wear them thin. Yeah, start getting that, that actual... <laughs> turns out they, they only have a limited amount of sperm and if they start <laughs> spreading it too far you, you may start getting lower fertility and it's right. actually a thing yeah, yeah have you yep. had any issues in terms of like compatibility because i have so the same male that i paired with that ghost tessera from chris i had him in with another locality female who uh, i got she was brought to me in 2017 so she's plenty old enough and I had them together again, like pretty much for the last, uh, like what, four months and nothing's happened. Haven't seen any action. And so the other day, like just over the weekend, I, I noticed, I was like, okay, I was like, he's clearly like, it's not that he's not interested because he, he, he made quick work of the ghost tester girl. And so I pulled him out and I put in that Castagna Motley male from Kasiki. Because I was like, maybe it's just him. Like, maybe I don't, I don't know. I, have you ever had that happen where females that are plenty old? Not that I've noticed. I've had females on. take off and not, you know, want want to do anything. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad guy. I just leave the guy in there. I was like, well, he's going to chase you down until he gets the job done. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you know? I I, I kind of have that same tactic. If I have a pair that I definitely want paired up, I literally leave them together. Right. With the exception of like king snakes, can't really do that with king snakes. Uh, it, yeah, scary. And, and Pitchiofus, <laughs> some of the pines, they're such aggressive breeders right. that you ha- you literally will get down a day in and have to separate them because even if they're not breeding, the males still have the females head pinned. You know, I had that with northern pines are nasty breeders. They are. It's such calm snakes. You get them out, and they're these giant lumpy. You know, Saint Bernard. I don't know if St. Bernard's are nice. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck all about dogs, but St. <laughs> Bernard's good. I don't know, but they're these yeah. big, lumpy, soft, like chill snakes. You know, they have, they're, they have, they're kind of, they're very majestic and they have this, this great thing about them. And then you stick the male and the female together and it's, it's, it's just a snap. And the male's just all over, pins her head against the wall, you know, scrap, you know, it's very, I, very violent. Very angry. 
I had a corn like that, <laughs> male corn. I've never seen anything. I, that was one guy I would take out because he was would, it. Oh, was that? it a was it a tessera? No, it wasn't. Okay, okay, just nope. wondering. There's a there's just just a, just a question. No, nope, wasn't. But he was super aggressive like that. Yeah, I mean, it was not. I was like, I you're not gonna stay in there overnight. I ain't gonna do it because he was just my guy. He's slamming into her. I've never seen. It looked more like a king snake or like a pit. Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it is really frustrating with that that locality bear because I was trying to keep that locality. This would be her first year uh, breeding too, but. You know, I really do like the Castagna stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe yeah. this guy will get it done and I can get some heads and sort of carry that on down the line. But I just, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. Every time I check on them, they're sort of in separate areas. I don't, I don't know. But Just keep yeah, it together. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, pair them up. And even then, if they don't go and it ends up being like a next year thing, like that's fine too. It doesn't bother. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have more than enough stuff to keep me busy for the next couple months. It, it, dude, it's like it's like the meal morum. You know what I mean? I told you just keep them together, keep them together, keep them together. <laughs> I then give now you got them, eggs. dude. I was yeah. like, they're not gonna go. Like they're supposed to go to Ryan Dumas at some point here soon. Yeah. And I I sent him. I texted him yesterday. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, if you didn't notice, uh, that's a proven pair now. Wait, like, wait till those eggs hatch because that male. It's a wild caught pair, Eric. It's uh, they're Nueces County animals. Uh, they were found pretty close to each other. The male was found while I was talking to these guys. Yeah in a face time right we were facetiming you i were driving right yeah i was driving i like we facetimed i like hung up the phone i got back on and i had a a male uh <laughs> uh a thorn scrub rat snake in my hands and he's ab he's aberrant he's 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 got a real weird bone pattern to him so i set up to justin and they bred this year i want to see what those babies look like because yeah yeah they're weird i don't know it's a it's a funky that could be the man. That could be the next thing. Look at you, Justin, over here with the new, the new, the new morph, right? Let's go. And of course, I sent a picture to Montrose because Montrose is the you know the the big locality guy, and I was like, I these these things are really just grumpy snakes, but they finally made something happen. It was a small clutch, but the big eggs, kind of like what we were talking about Huge yesterday. Huge eggs, yeah. Something about those desert species, where it's just smaller clutches but massive eggs for their size, just. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, my my Clayburg bull snakes last year laid six eggs that were massive. I mean, bigger than chicken eggs. And then my uh, Kankakee bulls this year, she was a foot smaller than the Clayburg bull. And I waited till four years to breed them. I had some complications with her at three, but that's something else. Uh, she laid fourteen, barely the size of corn snake eggs, and uh, lost that whole clutch. Turns out. Uh, with Pichofus <laughs> eggs, uh, you want to give them a lot of air. Um, I didn't know this, and personal mistake, kind of just didn't know. Pichofus eggs need a lot of air or they'll suffocate. Um, and so I do a sealed system on all of my eggs, and then at 45 days, put uh, open up all the holes I have taped off. And so I had all 14 in a much too small uh, egg box, and the entire clutch, like, well, 30 days in, just overnight, poop, done. And I mean, they, I'm talking green, slimy, mm. uh, desiccated looking. and oh, yeah. See, well, mine, so. I've given ventilation on all my boxes from day one to, to when they hatch. Like, they're tiny, like, pinholes. We're talking, like, the smallest drill bit in the set, like the yeah. 16th or something ridiculous like that. Like, tiny, like, one in each corner, and then maybe one or two in the middle, depending on the size of the box. Yeah. Um, and then as they get closer to, to you know, 
hatching and stuff, I'll definitely go in there once or twice a week and, and open it up and give it some more airflow. But I don't know. I'm weird about about having them completely closed. I know they're like the oxygen exchange isn't really happening early on anyways, but I don't know. There's something about that airflow and, and sort of moving that stagnant air in and out that I'm kind of just weird about. I always got holes in mine too. Always yeah. What do you use for uh, medium for incubation? Oh, uh, this year, paper towel. Really, my man, my man. I know a Pull lot that of paper towel up real thick, so it lays on the bottom. I always used to do that. I'd start getting eggs before I had vermiculite in, so to set them up really quick, I'd do that. Well, this year it started again. I had some eggs come out. I'm like, oh, I don't have any vermiculite. I'm just gonna do that and see what happens. And then I used the uh, diffuser panel up on top mm -hmm. and then maybe cut some holes so I can put the eggs and they're not rolling around. And this year, just all of it. Paper towel and light diffuser panel. That's it. I, I have heard that from like a decent amount of people. They're like, you don't actually really need anything if you're keeping them separated. They have airflow. and Right. I, I think it's better because you get them eggs up. When I got back in a long time ago, we everyone, we were sticking them all down the vermiculite or the pergolite or whatnot. And then it's like, well, that dries up. And then you go to add water and you get water all over the eggs. So I was like, started getting the the light diffuser panels like all the ball python guys do. And I'm like, that works perfect. Get that stuff out. If I need to add water, I can add water whenever I want. And then everything's just evolved from there. And I've used everything. I've used just moss on the bottom with the diffuser panel up on top, perlite, vermiculite, uh, rocks. <laughs> I know, rocks I've heard of people using there. gravel, just straight up using right, gravel. Yeah, exactly, yep. Just enough you get tons of airflow. Yep. I mean, does in in all reality is using perlite much different than using gravel to some extent, right? Like, no, nah, it's, it's yeah, I, it's just a medium to hold the moisture. Yeah, I mean, it all does the same thing. It's just to get that ambient humidity there, so that yeah. they're they're humid, but they're not wet. You know? We find I mean, right. Go ahead. Oh, we find fox snake eggs. We got a neighbor that lives down the street. He cuts all his grass and mountain, you know, bale or uh sucks it all up and throws it in a big pile. That's where the fox snakes lay their eggs deep inside <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. You can go that's in there neat. every year and just kind of dig around and you'll find them. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it, it's funny. We, we look at these eggs, especially with these colubra species, and we think about how delicate they are. And we're so worried about it, especially, you know, I, I, I've been breeding geckos for 20 years, snakes for just four or five, right? Like not even that long. And so for me, snake eggs are like this mystical beast. And there are some exceptions. Alterna are a little weird. Uh, you need to make sure that the Alterna eggs dry out uh, towards the end of the incubation or they will drown. Um, you know, some, some of the, the pine species I've heard, you need to kind of make sure they're plump the whole way through. And, you know, there's all these different ideas. But you hear these stories of people like, oh, yeah, I just do, you know, some gravel and I just throw it in. and Or, yeah, yeah we used to juggle eggs and then throw them in there. And every single one of them would hatch. And it's like. All right. I, this year is the first year I've had people tell me, Paul, tell me also, Matt Most was the, the one who cued me in. He's like, those eggs can roll over and do whatever you want. Yeah. They ain't going to do anything. So I had some uh, poultry eggs this year and one rolled off the grid. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there and see what happens. And actually, two of them happened. That had a clutch of like eight. Yeah. And one roll over here, one roll over there. And I'm like, I had another clutch already. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to see to see what happens. Those were the first two eggs that hatched. 
<laughs> those ones that were upside down half the incubation time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my I I just but I, I still go you about you know. I, I didn't tell anybody this. I my incubator is in a different part of the house than my my snake room, and uh, so I'm going to the incubator with my. Uh, I have some uh, conjuncta. Uh, Ciudad Insurgensis Baja California Kings. They're really cool. They're really uncommon. I'm so excited to get eggs out of them this year. And I got my, my, you know, I have these perfect little egg boxes with the paralyte exactly weighed out with the exact amount of water with the little sphagnum in the corner for when they hatch and the holes taped up because I know exactly how many incubate them. And I'm walking in the room and me and my kid, you know, my kid hangs out with me the whole time and I trip over the rug and I just threw them. I just chunked them. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh. oh no. And you know what? We're about Oh, 20 days away from them hatching and they look perfect. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> right. So right. they're, yeah. they're probably more resilient than we think. You know, I've lost, I've lost whole clutches uh, of species like the bull snakes, but that's probably the negligence on something that's so simple airflow, right? They need to have the airflow. Yeah. And I, and I especially later term. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, wow, I, I, I go to these extents to make sure that everything's perfect. And I didn't think about step one airflow, step two humidity, you know, it's anyways yeah we yeah that's what i always try to shoot for shoot for with my egg boxes i've I've thought about i just i want to be as humid as i can get in there but have that airflow yeah the same that's what that when them guys started using the light diffuser panel i'm like yeah hell yeah this is great Mm -hmm. yeah it gets them up if i need it even higher i can stack those things up do whatever and you're getting air and moisture all around the whole thing yeah all the time yeah, in I this, just, with this year I just started putting stuff straight on mount on on moss in boxes. Yeah, and that's, yep, I've done that before too. At eighty-seven dollars oh, a bag no. of sphagnum moss. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, um, you rich? I like that. We I actually got I, smaller bricks from Lowe's. That good stuff. We get a a big huge bag for free every year. My wife works at a pet and garden center. Oh, nice. So. uh She's always friends with all the vendors and whatnot that, that uh, drops off out the store. And um, yeah, we always get one for free every year. But that's starting to need like two every year. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, you know, just wrapping up on breeding. What's the what's the brumation temp you're shooting for? You're you're doing Thanksgiving to uh, Valentine's Day, but what's the temp? It's anywhere from forty five to like sixty. I keep the space heater in that cold, like the that cold room. I said I keep that. It's like set at 50. Okay. And then I need a cold room. Yeah, it works. I love it. It gets get stuff out of your hair for a while. And then when you they come also, up, you actually have winners up there too, which right, makes right. Different. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we froze and the state shut down for a week. So I don't, I don't even know. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Everything went to hell. It was really scary. <laughs> I, I was in Louisiana. I was in Louisiana one time when it got to 17. Terrifying. And everyone. Oh, yeah. They, it was like. <laughs> and then one time it snowed and it literally it was a dusting. I mean, yeah. you see the tips of the grass. It was like it was a dusting. And I was happened to be in the army at that time. And State CQ of emergency. Oh, yeah. They come. The CQ came over and said, hey, you guys just stay in bed. We're not no formation and everything. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to the bars. Yeah. Head down. There ain't nothing open. I mean, no. nothing. No, the, the, everything is closed. Convenience store getting nothing. Yep. I was like, oh man. Down yeah. here, South, South Texas. Every every dude's got his bro dozer, diesel, jacked up truck, 
and it snowed or iced for one day and everybody was like we cannot go outside for a week i actually don't know what to do what do you mean i needed to leave the pipes running everything's broken so our pipes don't go over our houses they go under our houses it's kind of weird i don't know if y'all probably don't do that because it's cold but anyways that's besides the point right no uh, what's up I was going to ask if there were any like incomplete dominant morphs that you try to avoid. Uh, I had a buff for a little while. And I decided I don't want to mess with that. Because like I love Tessera's. The mask I thing, I'm Tessera. still trying to like the mask thing still kind of confuses me because it's like I, I don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like some of them, like clearly they have kind of the mask yeah. look, and then there's some that have like next to none, but it's still like mask with a question mark. And so it's yeah. like I can understand why people would get so frustrated when they don't want those things. Yeah. So it's like having as many that's crept into my. I, I've got some of that crept in in mine, unbeknownst. Yeah. And every year I look at it, and I can look at the face and kind of see it, but I'll flip him over and see where those checkers are, and if it's blown off the side, then I'll label it as a mask. If it isn't. There you go. It, you it's it's easy when it if it looks like a diffuse, but it's not a diffuse because it doesn't have the right belly right. or whatever. It's like okay, well that's a mask. But then when you have like a, a a mild case of the mask, it's like oh man, it's kind of, it's kind of like the granite gene in Mexmex. Whereas like we know what a granite looks like, we know what an ultra granite looks like. But also if you take an ultra granite pair it to just a classic, you you have granite no matter what through that. But you'll have some that look like classics like with low expression, yeah, super right. super super low expression. Right. And it's 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 frustrating, and I think if you work with diffused, especially if you're working with old school blood red stuff, you are working with mask, right? Like it's yeah. it's inherently that's going it, to be in there. That's where it's crept in. It, it, yeah, that mask all came in with the diffused stuff I've got now. I don't. Me and Jake were talking about it the other day. I think I don't. I, maybe it was somebody else. I don't remember. But we were talking about just how frustrating it's got to be now to where like if you're trying to work with something, but you're trying to like outcross some things, and there's all those hidden heads and like things yeah. like that, that super low expression mask that are just like they pop up and now it's like well shit now i'm stuck with you know this yeah this code i say codom i mean incomplete dominant but for the sake right. of brevity codom uh you know just like i can understand the frustration with that but at the same time like i love tessera like anything in tessera to me is is a notch up from from what it is without it you know so i i've got uh, tessera and i'm actually thinking about weaning off of it i just I got an OKT, extreme OKT was my first one I got. And then I've got, still got a, uh, oh, actually I got three. I got a gold dust stripe Tessera. And then I've got a cinder Tessera too. But yeah, I've actually been thinking about ditching it. Just, but that's just me. Yeah. Oh, I left for a second. Excuse me. But You're good. yeah, like you were saying with the, I had a female last year. This is her fifth year breeding and got a new gene out of her. Didn't know she had. And it was oh. something simple. It was Annery. <laughs> and that finally showed up after five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a gamble sometimes oh, yeah. when you have a het in there and it's like, you know, everybody's like, but if you take a het to a het, you have 25% visuals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, God, don't play that math, man. I tell, I tell everybody too that 25% is each egg. It ain't you're gonna get twenty five percent, you know, like half, you know, each egg's got that gamble. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a gamble. So uh 
on that, you know, you were kind of listing off some morphs that you had planned going into this. What what are would you say are the morphs that you are centralizing your collection around? Strawberry. 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 Okay. Yep. Strawberry, Miami Sunkist, and uh, uh, Justin was talking about that Castani. Loving it. Yeah. Castani yeah, is I, awesome. Yeah. I saw those long. I've seen the old German lines and absolutely loved it and finally got my hands on. I, they're not German lines, but got some hand, my hands on those. Yeah. I'm just like. Oh, yeah, yeah pictures can't, you, you can't get the like that mail that I have. The pictures that I take of him just do not translate over to what right. you're actually seeing, and it's so frustrating because he has just this awesome I don't know how to describe it. He's just he, it's so interesting. And of course, when when Kasiki was like, Yeah, I'm gonna sell him, like, dude, I like I'll take him, like, yeah, it's happening. And so now periodically, I do go on Morph Market and look, and there's never it doesn't seem like that's a morph in particular that. That seems like it's got a whole lot of people doing stuff with it, and I don't, right. I don't know if it was just one of those things where it was like in vogue for a very brief period of time, and then everyone kind of just moved away. Because uh, that was something else we were talking about recently. Me and Jake was like, with the the Kodom stuff, I think that stuff gets a lot more focused because you see the results right away. You right, know, you're yeah. not having to wait every other season or whatever to, to see these things. But that is a gorgeous snake, and I, I I feel like there's a lot of potential there in terms of like putting that in with some other stuff and seeing what happens and yeah i took not that, uh not that none of that hasn't been done already i'm sure but just stuff that, you know it's just one of those kind of like terrazzo just doesn't doesn't get much attention i've got a uh my big girl's a mandarin and i went yeah. ahead and put just uh regular castani he should be het amel we'll find out that was the first pairing the second pairing i was like i when i was messing with those guys i really liked them and i'm like all right yeah it was so I put my second round, hopefully she's gravid, but I put a uh, cinder lava strawberry to mm. her. I want to see what that strawberry does with Castani. Yeah. I mean, because they cool. already got that reddish kind of hue, brown hue going to them anyways. It's yeah. just like, that'd be sweet. And, but and then, strawberry's uh, a knee gene too, which yeah, is yeah, I love kind it. of falls on that hypotype. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Yeah, and not a lot of people work with that one either, and I love it. I've got yeah, some... I got some red fat. I got red factor into it, and that just mm-hmm. shoots yeah, that red out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. a lot of those 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 JMG coral right. ghosts and salmon snows. I think. Yeah, uh, they call them the super salmon snows. Are the strawberry red factor? Yeah, and then I guess red factor compounds upon itself. Yeah, uh, and then you man, you get literally like this, like the just absolutely just bright pink snake, and it's something else. Yeah. I got two sisters from last year I held back. You might have seen them on somewhere, but they're uh, uh, blood red, red factor strawberries. And them things are just getting insane. No, I bet. That's, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I I don't know if I've ever seen strawberry with Castagna at all. I don't, yeah, I don't think I have. I think there's a lot of stuff that really hasn't been done much with with that. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon and does the, whatever's selling you know mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. instead of which is such a weird thing because you're, you're talking like the difference between per snake i guess if you have a lot you know 25 to 40 dollars per animal but you know you're not, you're not talking about animals that are extremely expensive right, right? if you want to sell a corn snake for a lot of money build a brand and then right. people will come to you because they know your name and they want your lineage. Right. And you've obviously done a good job of that. You're, you're, you know, everybody 
looks the work you're doing and it's it, it takes it takes tenure it takes time it takes knowledge it takes a commitment it takes a lot of commitment yeah uh you know we we can all go buy uh palmetto het palmettos and produce palmettos next year we could all do it well maybe not next year but two years whatever uh and and yes those animals might sell uh but it's way harder to sell a snake as a random person than it is as somebody who has built a brand and, and right. it's and it's you know and and yeah i think the castagna thing i don't know god have people seen mandarins right like they're i don't know oh. I, I love them it, it, it kind of blows the snow out of the water you know or, you look or, like or, a, uh, orange sherbet yeah mm-hmm. push up that that orange it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're awesome i absolutely love them now they're, like it, uh, i was gonna say i uh I mentioned all i like miami lineage mm-hmm. yeah stuff either straight miami's or miami phase I want to get those into that Castani yeah. stuff, doing all of it. Just yeah, a lot of that work that Walter Smith put in for years. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, that's a lot of my base stock with. is Walter yeah. Smith stuff. Yeah, yep. he's really good. Silent Hill, JT yep. over at Silent Hill. I mean, you, I'm sure you, you've seen his the stuff he's working with, and me and Justin have a a slew of that stuff. I actually produced my first snakes from Silent Hill, which were Caramel Miamis, uh, and, and and God, oh, they're just. Yeah, I know. Man, it's the, they're the best it's it's so that that gray base color that that soft hue that it has yep. the enhancement it does to the colors uh the cinder miami stuff where it starts getting that soft pink it's like a hyper ere- ere- erythrin kind of going on uh it's just yeah whew, gives me chills just thinking about it it's 113 <laughs> degrees today it's just all about the honeys oh, honey 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 I mean, first off, how many people have seen a natural corn snake, right? Like, God, what a gorgeous animal. This, this is, <laughs> it, 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 I know it, a it lot of folks to... don't even know where corn snakes come from. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Which is funny because it's like 30% of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole right side of the damn thing has them. Uh, and then you get the Miami face stuff. And then you get that lineage oh, bred Miami stuff. Mm-hmm. All those... That, that those those saturated reds with that gray and it, and it, 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 it you're, you're talking modern modern art style right like where you have those grays and then you have those hits of color that yeah. just that just bounce and then you start adding those morphs in and you you get the caramels that have this you know soft hue of burnt umber in there and then boom you throw in sun kissed and now you have this insane just saturation of yellow through the throat and the snake and yeah it's hard to beat. Well, that and to, to watch them change too, like that that yeah. honey motley I have, man. Watching her go from that that sort of just sand color to now, she's starting to get a lot of that yellow creeping in on the head, and it's slowly working its way down. And I don't, man. That's I remember it was the Daytona before last. I saw that the first honey motley on one of the tables, and I was like, that is the coolest, one of the coolest looking things I've seen because it looks like a green berm, like it looks like a little, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, that's awesome. And then. You know, I kind of forgot about them, and then last year when we were at Daytona, I saw some for sale, and I, I snatched one up immediately. I was like, I, I'm, I'm getting one, and that's just, I cannot wait to pair that with that that honey tesser mail from JT. Yeah, you know, that's that's one pair that I'm super excited about. You know, it's man, some of these people that are out there that have gotten to this hierarch, hierarchy style level of I only breed specific lineage locality animals hey that stuff is great and it's gorgeous and it's 
it's got its place and damn the time you put in to get it there but holy shit have you seen this snake and you, you know you right. show them a, 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 you know, a miami lineage or a miami phase honey and yeah. it's like wait what that's mm-hmm. it. And, and and we are 14 16 years in on the lineage of a lot of these animals there is tons of work to be done oh, yeah. saturate those yellows work with the most yellow animals work with the animals with the least amount of yellow you know, work with the animals with the most speckling or, or different uh, saddles, right? Different saddle shapes. It, 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 could, it could just go on forever. Mm-hmm. Have you done anything with any locality stuff? Have you ever, has there ever been a, an interest? There? I have, I've got kind of hush hush. <laughs> I got some Tennessee locale stuff, which I'm not supposed to have. Apparently, you just told but, 400,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> if you, man, it's all right. Yeah. It's out cross now, anyways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's, they're there's, different looking too. The My original male, he's, he bit the dust. He met his demise with a, a uh, exhaust fan. Ooh. Oof. He got out. Yeah. But I got his kids, and his kids went this year. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Some of I that cook. Tennessee, Georgia kind of locality stuff, right. real neat looking. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I don't post a lot of pictures of them. You know, they almost the two males that I held back, they almost look hypoish. Hmm. But uh, they've got some heads now because I put him to uh, just a classic. I had one of the most normal looking classics I could find when the time came. Nice. That's there, just, I love just the idea of tying and I've talked about it before in previous episodes here, but like just tying in locality stuff into into some of these, you know, morphs and stuff we've got going on. And, you know, that clutch that that's going to hatch next is the, the, my, one of my ladies Island male, uh, the darker one of the two, he went to that ghost Tessera. And so I'm super excited to see just that phenotype as a Tessera. And, you know, just, I don't know. There's just something about that sort of taking like something that's, fairly far departed genetically and then bringing it back to something that's much more basic and sort of at the at the at the core of things and i don't know there's just there's something about that that i just i really like and the fact that so many of the morphs we have came from just locality animals oh yeah absolutely i don't there's something there's just a fascination there that i i can't get over you know yeah look at southwest florida like yeah yeah every five years something weird coming out somewhere (laughs) You know. Yeah, and, and you know these morphs that we're looking at, these morphs we're working with. Not everything has been figured out. Oh no, nah. there right. are is still little genetics tied into morphs that we don't even understand. Yeah, uh, and we're finally in that golden age of people putting that shit down and writing it down. Right, <laughs> we're we're getting it into social media. We're getting it into podcasts. We're getting it into YouTube videos to some extent. I'm sure. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's. This hobby is only going to grow. There's only more work to be done. We're, we're not even close to, to, to where it could go. Uh, with with that, is there anything you're trying to get into your collection that you're not working with currently? Um, no, not right now. I'm kind of at that point trying to uh, figure out, focus coming, you know, focusing what I want to shoot for. Yeah. On down the line, you know, we were talking about the Miami and the honey, Miami hunting stuff. I already got the project started now, getting that into scaleless. I did that this year, 
I'll sh I should have scaleless honeys this year and scaleless saffrons, but they won't That's be a, they won't be any uh, Miami lineage yet. Mm -hmm. What is a saffron? I actually don't know that. Saffron technology. is just the honey with amel on top of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just the three gene. Okay. Now going yeah. back as far as choosing holdbacks is there a particular thing you look for like do you try to go for like the darkest of the clutch and then the lightest of the clutch and then maybe something in between that stands out like what's sort of the process it comes yeah it comes out to what stands out what uh what's gonna play into a future project mm -hmm. like i know in a lot of my notes and stuff this everything this year i'm gonna be holding back a lot of strawberries i'm gonna be holding back um uh, oh, i'm working on some uh miami orchids Mm -hmm. Um, what's the other cool? Pro oh, that peach. I got peach lavender that I put with a uh, Miami Sunkist this year. So out of that, whatever comes out looking really Miami-ish looking, I'm gonna hold those back. Mm -hmm. Nice. Go and go. Yeah, go that route. It all hey, comes you. down to what they look like. Yeah, it comes down it, to it. So with building your collection. Do you prefer starting with babies, or do you prefer to go look for something that's of age already? Gen, uh, well, when I got back into it, I actually uh, I got a lot of my stock from Walter right off the bat. Nice, his surplus animals, and then throughout the years, I've always kind of picked up his surplus animals and some others too. I got some from SMR and uh, oh, I can't remember. I have to look all look back. But now it's holding, you know, doing a lot of hold back. And then if I need something, I might go looking for it. Yeah. Holdbacks are the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm so bad about holdbacks. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep all these. I think last year I hatched like 110 snakes and I held back like 24 or something. Yeah. It was, and then throughout the year, I start getting rid of them. I send them to Justin. I send them yeah. to Jake. Like, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed that you're, you're right on target. That's how, yeah. that's how it works. Only the buddies get the holdbacks. They don't, <laughs> they don't go online. They, they all go to the buddies. Well, that's kind that's, of the hard, that's the sort of the crossroads I'm at with the locality stuff is like, yeah. I have that one from the recent clutch. That's got the, you know, the interesting neck thing going on, but then there's really nothing else from that clutch. And I guess that'll change. I'm sure once they all shed, but like right now, that's kind of the only one that's really like made me stop and go, okay, like you're, you're probably going to stay. Um, the other ones, you know, they all look fairly similar. They don't seem to be as dark as that clutch was last year, but this is also a lighter male that I paired. So the male looks more like the female than the male last year did. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I guess it'll once they shed, I'll have a better idea what's going on. But Yeah. That uh, kind of long broach animal that you hatched is for sure <laughs> a holdback. That's got to be. Yeah. yeah. That could start a whole line of snakes. It's one of those weird things that comes out that's just like, what's this? Mm -hmm. You know, and see if that's a... a a reproducible thing, which is, yeah. which is kind of exciting. Really grow upon it. Especially in a locality, especially in something where you have the wild yeah. caught parents. And yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's something else. So, uh, Eric, it looks like you vend shows. You do a ton of online. Uh, you know, where, where do you see yourself with that? And where do you see it going? Uh, I tell you what, on online's blessing is like, Oh my gosh, that just opened up the doors. You know, I've even talked with you. I'll always do shows. I love doing shows. Yeah, that's same. You, yeah, that's where you meet the people. You get to, yeah, you meet the people, show them what you got. 
talk with them and whatnot. But yeah, online, this is like insane. Especially the last two years of COVID crap. It was like, Jesus. Yeah. My goodness. One of few industries that was really not all that affected by it and actually saw a gain, I think. A oh, massive, absolutely. massive gains. Yeah. I couldn't. And everybody I talked to was like, I'm out of snakes. Yeah. I'm out of snakes. Yeah. I'm out of snakes. <laughs> I'm hitting the holdback rack trying to sell. I'm like, all right, here. And it didn't matter what mm-hmm. price I put on it either. It was like, man. Because we but, saw, uh, I mean, I was working at the, the cigar shop at the time and we saw, you know, after the first like, four months or so when things were really up in the air like after that like it just exploded like the yeah. industry just grew so much because people were at home they didn't have anything else to do yeah right. they're picking up new hobbies same thing with snakes like people were just you know well i've always wanted one i don't have anything to do now might as well do it you know now's the time right yeah so it's just it's wild it's crazy. but yeah i mean back in the day all we did was shows i remember mm-hmm. well first off we, you know you couldn't ship snakes like you can today either. If we wanted to ship snakes, you had to go to the airport, tons and tons of paperwork, create something up, send it out. It was like just insane. So we used to send stuff to like Calzoo and stuff. I'd wholesale mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff back way back when. But yeah, that was just a, just a pain in the butt. And how, as far as shows go, do you still, I know some people, it's kind of, it seems like it, people are fairly split on them as far as like, I like doing them, but I don't do them super often because I don't tend to sell as much. I mean, obviously, online is easier because you don't have the, you know, you're not right. lugging around stuff. You're not lugging around animals. Like, I get that. But, do you, I mean, do you do you find that you still sell a decent amount of animals at shows when you? Yeah, when you we still sell and we still make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've, you're going to have that one show where you, you, yeah. you get skunked, you bomb. Yeah. And it's just all part of it. In fact, the, the last show, I really didn't, I didn't have a whole lot to sell. I don't have a lot to sell. Mm-hmm. I got some surplus animals and I've got some bamboo rats and stuff that are out of the egg and ready to go. Um, as far as surplus from last year, I got like one. Hmm. So this last show, I, we were just going just really to show. I took that mm-hmm. stuff and we ended up doing good, you know. Now, do you take any adults with you when you go? Like for um, some of the morphs that change a lot to, to sort of. Yeah, I did. I kind of started doing that this year. Okay. Before it was, I just, I just hadn't. It's mm-hmm. like I'm taking anywhere from a hundred hatchlings with me to a show, so I just don't have the room and stuff then too. But this year, yeah, I really want to start taking a lot, of, a lot of the adults and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you got something to show too, right? Yeah. Right. Well, especially with stuff like Bairds, you know, like if I ever start vending Daytona or something, I'm definitely yeah. taking the adults with me because that's one of those species where it's like if you just look at it as a baby, people are just going to keep on walking. But you right. take those Loma Altas out, those things are going to people are going to stop. You know, I just got my Bairds this year. The last, Did you? The last, yeah, the last Tinley. That's one I won't need a permit for because I really love black rat snakes mm-hmm. and would love to go that route too. But I sorry about that. You're good. <laughs> My iPad overheated. It turns out it is that nice. hot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got those bard those birds from uh, Jason Hood. Oh yeah, Merlomas het hypo. So yeah, yep. I'm bored. I love them. Yeah, I got They're another awesome. one to go with those. That little that was a little girl. She croaked on me too. Got it from a uh, I won't say his name, but a bigger breeder. Puts out a lot, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of him and hard, and I got it. But I was like, ah, I'd like to have another female to go with this one. But yeah, I love them. They're awesome snakes, man. It's, yeah. Like 
all of mine, I think minus that wild caught one that you sent me, Chris, they're all pretty mellow. Like that little wild caught one. He's pretty temperamental in comparison, but yeah, that could be a little fussy wild caught for yeah. sure. I do notice though, those, like if they start sort of regurging, they tend to like, that seems to be kind of a breaking point for them where it's like, if you keep trying to feed them, it only makes it worse. So you got to kind of yeah. just completely put them off. That's what happened with that one that croaked on me. Yeah. Nope. I've had a couple where that happened where it's like they regurged once and at first it was like, Oh crap, you know, crypto or something bad. And then it was just like, it happened to another one. You know, I didn't have any other symptoms of like the swelling or anything like that. And it was just, it just seems like they just don't handle that well. You know, they, no. they, they, yeah. they don't seem to bounce back from it as well. I, I haven't had it happen yet to where I can use the Nutribac that I got to see if that makes any any major difference in terms of stopping that from from going downhill. But um, I have noticed that in comparison to other Pantherovas and stuff I've kept, like Rieger just, just really seems to do a number on them, especially when they're young. So I, I don't know. That's uh, my, my pitfall with Baja rats that I've talked about a million yeah, times. Yeah. I've, I've gone through thousands of dollars of Baja rat snakes and they're just not going to be in my super high humid, obviously sun blaring at me right now world where it's a, a billion degrees and you know, 70% humidity every day mm -hmm. minimum. I just, it ain't gonna work. Uh, yeah, but yeah those, those desert species, it's like the, the, the vertebrates we were talking about. Once you get a regurge out of those animals, you are, you really got a tiptoe. Like you really got a you really you got a tiptoe. Got to worry about point. it. Yeah, yeah. That's what that one that passed on me, that female that passed away. I mean, that same thing. As soon as she regurs once, I was like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. Yep. It's almost right downhill. It went. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it and it's you know I've I've seen crypto. I've seen the effects of crypto. It's not crypto. It is not the same. A snake with right. crypto will right. live for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, you'll start seeing the. The, the diuretic issues you'll start, or I don't know if diuretic start word, but diarrhea, uh, the regurges, you'll, you'll, it'll be weird. They'll, they'll, they'll completely uh, digest the meal and regurge it. Once some of these desert species, once, once it's happened, once, once whatever it is that clicks, it's like it's immediate regurges. You're talking about a day, less than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah. And it's just done. And it, and it's, and it's tough. And, and, you know, Every collection is different. Every 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 single reptile room is different. Every snake yeah. room is different. Every ten gallon in your living room is different. Uh, we all have yep. different collections, and we all we all need to manage them a little bit differently. Well, I've figured out over time that if I I take them off food for at least a month, and then that first meal they get coming back on is like a day old pinky. Doesn't matter how yeah. big they are, like they're getting the smallest meal possible. And I usually cut it just to make it a little easier on their system. Um. I don't know if you ever saw that paper that that uh, Hurley put out a while back. It's not available anymore, but she talked about cutting mice and corns, like cutting the, the frozen thawed pinkies down the back, and she saw growth increase in the ones that got the cuts versus the ones that didn't. So I kind of do that now with a lot of my stuff, but especially like regurges, just to make it a little easier on their system for that gut floor to get in there and do its job. Um, it seems like I've had a couple where maybe they regurge when they were young, and then if I did that slow boat of like wait a month, give them something tiny, you know, then wait another two weeks off from something small again and slowly sort of build them back up. That seemed to, to work pretty well. But yeah, if it's one of those things where they regurge and you try to feed them again, you know, the following week or something, nope. it's oh, just, yeah. it, they're not keeping it down, you know, and then it just nope. gets worse from there. It's like quicksand. The more you fight it, the, the, the worse it gets, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I did that with a uh, San Diego a while back too. That was an older snake, but it was a problem feeder from the get go. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I think the issue was, I think it was like really allergic to the hair. Mm -hmm. Possible. Because I'd feed pinkies. We're good. We're good. We're good. As soon as I go to do a fuzzy, it fuzzy regurgs it up. Well, then you go into the protocol. All right, two weeks off. Then I'll put them back on pinky. So two weeks on pinkies again. Next time back to a fuzzy, regurge. Hmm. So then, then we got caught into that. Yeah. And then I ended up losing that animal too. And that was just gestational cool looking animal. Yeah. 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 And then by the time it's you know, like I said, you get caught in there, and by the time it's he's lost too much weight and can't mm -hmm. fight no more. Yeah. That's but yeah. Well, I also wonder too, like with regurge and stuff, if if a a decent part of that issue is like the damage to the throat just from the acidity and stuff right. up. Like if they just have this inflammation that just hangs around and it only makes it worse. You know, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever yacked and then oh yeah, you're drinking or yeah. something, like your throat is on fire. Like it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter what you do. It's like gargling hot asphalt. You know, it just. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine it's a whole lot different for them, especially when you're dealing with like a half the body, right? Going back up, you know. So I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, at this point, I just wait a month and then start small and build them back up to, to where they were. I mean, just yeah. go slow with it, yeah. And that's tough with babies because sometimes going slow with it just don't work. It's, yeah, that's rough. Mm -hmm. Um, so what what I was going to ask earlier when we we're talking about shows and online sales, is there is there a particular morph or combination of morphs? That you just can't keep in stock. You Snows. can't keep them. Snows. Snows. <laughs> Snows are awesome, man. That doesn't surprise me. Snows. Yeah. <laughs> Snows sell like hotcakes, man. You're not is wrong. It, is it, is it like snake. is it the blue eyed Lucy thing where it's just a white snake and people like I don't, snakes? I don't I don't know. And it, it's I have what one, two, three. I've got three female snows every year just to make snows. And it's <laughs> bread and butter. I mean, it really is. Yeah. That's awesome. And man, remember the days when snows were $25, $35? Oh, yeah. yeah. And now they're like, I don't, I don't know what you sell your snows for, but they're a hell of a lot more net yeah. now. Yeah, um, I, I topped them off at 100 bucks. Yeah. And they were gone. And yeah. I've seen them on there for 150 175 And it's like people are buying those too. Yeah. At least in the last two years. It's like, it's insane. It's funny. You, you could put a mandarin next to a snow and, and you know, the mandarin's. I guess same amount of genes, right? Two genes to make that snake. Right. And, and it'll be tougher to sell the mandarin than it will be the snow. Yeah. And, and and it's like, I, I don't know. I love my snows. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've got a, I've held back a few snows. I don't actually have an adult female snow or male snow, uh, but I've, I've got male and females that I've held back now. And dude, my, like even my kid, that's like my kid's favorite snake princess. Little snow <laughs> Tessera. She's just like, I love, I love it, dad. That's a per it's a pink snake. And every time I hatch a snow, she's like, Oh dad, that's the one. You got to keep those. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. That's, I, I love Ultramel Annery. I love yeah, Ultramel yeah. Anneries. There's a, there's a soft spot for me in those. They, ha they still retain a little bit more of the pigment. I don't know. That's, that, 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 that it almost, that's a combination. It seems like it almost like softens things up a bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to, that's the best way I can describe it. This is like with stuff like the Anneries, it just seems to make them more. It just softens up that pattern a little bit. It seems like, and the colors just seem a little more velvety. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, exactly no, you're you're right. There, there's a soft. I mean, just a base stock model Ultramel. It's just it, it is. There's a softness to it. it. It it reduces that palette just enough. It's it's almost like a hypotype, but mm -hmm. that's gone to right. the extreme of an. Uh, uh, you know, obviously it's AML. 
Ultra Mel is a very weird combination of genes. It's also an inconsistent set of genes because if you want the most Ultra Mel's you can produce, also a hybrid. Yeah, it's technically could potentially be a hybrid. You know, we, you know, jury's still out on that. We don't know, uh, but it's probably a hybrid. Uh, but to get the most Ultra Mel's, you probably want to take an Ultra Mel to an AML. Uh, and even then, you're only getting probably 50% ultramels if you're lucky. Uh, and, and, you know, that's perfect, perfect odds, which, like we said earlier, is we're, we're, we're gambling with every one of these eggs. Uh, but, yeah, then you start getting het ultramels, which doesn't actually work because you only are either het ultra or het amel. Right. And you start breeding that stuff back. It's either 50% het or, yeah, whatever you got, you know, 50% het this or this. It's one definitely of one of the two, but you don't know which one it is, and there's no definitely no way to tell. And yeah, that's a there's there's a little bit of a roughness in that. Um, so you said scaleless earlier. You know, we always talk to everybody about scaleless and palmetto. That's, yeah, that's the two. That's like the one question we ask everybody: is what are your, so, yeah. your thoughts on scaleless? So where do you sell scaleless and palmettos? Yeah. Well, the scaleless. Well, I, I, I was one of those. When they first came out, you know, oh, that's an abomination. Snakes need scales. And after I, you know, looked at them long enough, I'm like, you cannot deny the color on them things. They're, they're very pretty. They're pets. Especially, I love the, the anneries too. Like the anneries. Oh, yeah. Anneries anneri and caramels are my Those were cool favorites. Ones. And hopefully this year I should have each of those and caramel annery scaleless together and see what that wow. looks like. Yeah. Yeah, Caramel so I, and Annery are weird, but you may get something different in scaleless because right. remember scale pigmentation mm-hmm. is so you like the scaleless about. stuff. I do. I like them for what they are and their pets, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here I'll tell you that I was talking about kind of alluded to, to this earlier. The state of Illinois now wants me to have permits for them. For scaleless? Because yes. they're MRI? Yes. Oh, now, they are technically MRI hybrids. Yeah, yeah, that's crap. That came out what two years ago. Everybody, everybody was kind. They knew I was living in Illinois, and they're coming up to Tinley vendors and whatnot. And they're like, "What's the deal with the scale of stuff?" And I'm like, well, "I don't know. What are you talking about? You can have them. <laughs> I have some for sale. You want some? <laughs> yeah, I got. That's what's up. <laughs> tons of scaleless projects started. So no, they sent me the. The email, yeah, our uh, uh, state herpetologist wants to make it so you got to have a permit for it because it's technically native. And this, the goofiest part of that is like the only reason they're even aware of that is because someone actually knows what's going on with that. Otherwise, they're, they'd be completely clueless. And they'd, they'd well, be like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just, it. and I would, <laughs> I'm torn. I would love to be the guy. To challenge that, yeah, find me, find me an Emory eye. In there, you go. See, right off. First the bat. off, like I, right I had to, I had to just stop and think about it. <laughs> Emory eye stop in Texas. I don't think they even make it to Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of. Well, the whole the story goes. This is France. What two thousand five or two thousand six? Yeah, the story that I've always heard. It's a, it's a Great, it'd make a great Netflix movie. <laughs> Was they take a over there, they call the Amory Eye, the Great Plains, wheat snakes, okay, and the corn, which we've been doing for years. You make creamsicles, you make root beers, and yeah, forever they thought Emory Eye was a northern corn snake, anyways. 
So no biggie there. No, you know, did that. Had a, I don't know what the clutch size was, a normal size clutch of eggs. Eventually, all of them but one dies dies back. Yeah. Neither animal, as far as I know, was het scaleless for anything. Yeah. And lo and behold, the last snake out was this scaleless mutant. And it all stemmed from there. It's like, oh, all right. And I think I know the guy who did it. I think he's still around, so I should talk to him, but I don't want to. Yeah hurt his feelings, but I, I don't know how to approach it that way. You know, but I'm like, are you sure? Are you yeah. sure that's how it happened? Are, you know, and I thought they're basing the law basically on hearsay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's like, uh, it's like I was saying, I'd love to work with black rats. I'd love to work with bull snakes, but I'm not yeah. going to, because I don't want to no. deal with the permit system and I don't want my government coming in my snake room. What do you got? What do you got? Oh, you got black rats? Oh, you're going to jail. Yeah. Right. That's know. a felony. I, I just but, looked up vouchers on Emory Eye in Illinois, and it looks like it was before 1980. Oh, yeah. One one was vouchered in Illinois. Yeah, you're talking about, I mean, we're the extreme eastern yeah, boundary like, of there's it. A, there's a pocket. And at one time, time isn't it like yeah. a tiny little, tiny little section? It's, right above the it's like a corner of a... I got that right yeah. there. Yep. There yep. you go. I, I'm sorry. I had I had to look it up. I did, did yeah. never heard of them getting that far north. Yeah. Wow. But it's it that just drives me insane. And then I I mean I'm th I think about it and it's like you you already alluded to it too. I've never seen a scaleless MRI. I have. Nobody has. Have, no one has ever heard of it. The scaleless like Texas like, rats. Yeah. Yes. The first now scaleless MRI was bred immediately into corn snakes. The first one it was immediately recognized as it bred to a corn snake. That's the best knowledge I have of it, at least. Yeah, right. Right. But it's like to make a law on that, especially yeah. for, I mean, I, I, well, then how many people up there already have scaleless? Oh, like, and how many <laughs> people are actually going to go get yeah. permits for that? Like, really? Yeah. But that yeah, is... he was showing me that everyone, all, all of all my breeder friends and stuff were all, you know, what's the deal? What's the deal? And they showed me the, the, uh, email that the state uh, herpetologist sent out. Yeah, and it's like, you're going to need permits. Send them an well, email saying, like, hey, asshole. For what? Yeah. <laughs> How about so, this? You find me in Illinois uh, Emory Eye, and, we'll, and, I'll, and I will right. give you my permit. Yeah. Yep. Find me a scaleless one, I'll, I'll give you no a million kidding. bucks, too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez, what a... Just goofy. What, what you a know, oddity. Yeah. yeah. Now, I heard that's, I ain't going to even mention his name, but I heard that's how he is. So I've got a lot of biologist friends who know him. Yeah. So he's like, he's a good guy. He's, he's get, gets this power trip thing going because he's the state biologist. Yeah. yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Apparently, we have some younger dude that's the state herpetologist now, and he's he's kind of in a similar uh, vein, just like i don't think he actually really keeps much i don't think he's ever kept much but he went to school for it so therefore right. he's somehow you know in a higher tier than people that actually know what's going on like i don't i don't know it's just it's funny there's always been a riff between yeah. hobbyists yeah. and and uh academics mm -hmm. forever you know i was even at the last show i did we uh we didn't have enough stuff to have a whole table to ourselves so we uh teamed up with a friend of mine 
who's a zookeeper at our local zoo here. And we got, I was like, oh, I want to talk to him about uh, all the Lasiak stuff. And if them guys are all on board and he's like, them zoo guys don't even know anything about it. Yeah. They no. care less. In fact, they hate us. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. still? I mean, there's it's still like that. It's insane. Which it's just, it's odd too, because when you think about the times that the private sector and the academic side of things have teamed up and done stuff together, like right. I don't think there's ever been a disastrous end or anything no. that like was detrimental to anything that came out of that. Yeah. Like yeah. Every time, like there was some sort of ground, you know, advanced and like things were learned and like it benefited everybody. So it's, I don't right. it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't it's, know. I mean, the Lacey Act, 1984, right? Something like that. Right. Uh, created so many problems they didn't realize then. But once a law is in place, getting it changed at all is, is literally an act of Congress. And right. it's it's wild. You know, the American hobby and obviously the American zoo system would love to have uh, Lampropeltis webi. Uh, you're, you're talking about the rarest of the Mexicana species. The It's proven where they're from. They're from a contested cartel area where you literally can't go collect them unless you're with the military, pretty much. And and they've been found. They've been collected. And, okay, well, why don't we get a couple of those in the Fort Worth Zoo and, and start propagating them? And, and then you get – think like about they the did with Mexican bears. Yeah, Mexican yeah. bears. Uh, 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 Jani, Depi Depi, you know, all, all these animals were coming over in droves at one point. We've established them in the hobby. Yeah, we're not we're not asking for those animals. But what about the things that? Okay, can we can we can we get some kind of litigation done to where they can come into zoos and right. we get some fresh Just a blood? handful, you know, like yeah. you know, 20, 40 animals tops. Yeah. If they could, could even come up with that many in the first place, but we're just right. a good founding stock. Or, or, or live in Georgia and not being able to have a corn snake, right? <laughs> Dude, don't have as many copperheads as you want, though. Yeah, yeah. which yes. is so weird. And, and you know, in, in my in my city uh, specifically, so I live in Nueces County, which is uh, a great county, and I'm very happy with my county. My city has a, a bunch of interesting laws. One of the laws we have is we cannot have boas. No boas, no right. pythons, no varanids. Yet in the state of Texas, I can have whatever I want. Right. Texas says you can you can I can have tigers. Right. Uh, but now we're in this position where in my city I can't have boas and pythons. Now, it's not that I want boas and pythons. And, and, and it's, I, just, I, it's frustrating, though. Such I'm a sure, frustrating thing. You just talk about how awesome brettles are and you can't even yeah. own one. Right. I mean, I'd, I'd probably have a <laughs> rub it in your face at this point. I'd probably have a I'd have a token chondro. Chondros or rough scales would be my pythons. Both. But uh, I don't know. Yo, I got lychees, right? Like, it's the same thing. Is a lychee different from a chondro? I mean, tell me the truth. Okay? Mm. Mm. It's just it's a, it's a big old turd that sits on a stick, right? Yeah, I mean, like, okay. in, that, in that aspect, yes, you're right. I agree. Yeah, there's cities here the same way, too. Like, uh, like every other place where I live, there's like 10, 12 cities all packed together. Anyways, uh, the city of Moline, Illinois. Yeah, no boids. No, no constricting snakes. No constricting voids. Yeah. So no ball pythons. Hog noses. Yeah, that means you can have hog noses. I think that's yeah. about it. No, no. Well, they're all right with, yeah. They're all right with your big constrictor or your, uh, you can have an indigo. Or not that they constrict, but you could have an indigo. Yeah. You could have a big bull snake. They don't yeah. care. But, you know, no snoring mountain boas. 
no ball python, no children's right. pythons. No Anything children's pythons. Boa or python on yeah. the title, you can't have. If, if, like, if, are you kidding me? My city went as far as on the venomous scale, no venomous, but they even have a list of rear fanged that you cannot have. That seems so, to be the norm with a lot of places, though. Like, Boyga almost always end up on that list. Boyga's on the list, yeah. Which is just, I think they they see that and then they see brown tree snakes and they're like, oh yeah, those got those 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 are no go. Those are, yeah. uh-uh. I don't want. Hey, I, don't want legit, to I think I think I think the brown brown tree snakes probably be fine here in Corpus. So, so probably a bad idea to have them here. They'd probably they'd probably survive just fine. That's Boyga for the most part, though. In yeah. general, like those are really they're not nearly as delicate as people I think used to think they are. Like no, I've yeah. kept my cyania almost every which way you could think of besides like as a desert snake they don't care heat no heat they don't doesn't matter like humidity no humidity they don't care like they just it's no surprise that they're everywhere you know where they're native to because they're just yeah it's a lot we we as hobbyists need to work around and this is in very many hobbies i've got other hobbies i raced cars for a long time and Warhammer. As hobbyists, we need to work Warhammers. Warhammer is the one thing I don't have to work around laws, but <laughs> uh, but but as as a, as a, as a car enthusiast, I, you know, there's laws you got to work around, and I understand. And I'm not I'm not a lawbreaker, right? I try my hardest to not, right? Uh, you know, de- depending on the hobby you're in, and, and a lot of a lot of hobbies are under fire right now due to state and country litigation. Obviously, yeah, reptiles are, are, are on the hot plate in a lot of states. Uh, this can go as, I mean, we could take this into a lot of political things even. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's us as hobbyists that need to help put pressure on these congressmen, on these state officials to try to damper their restrictions. Uh, you know, some restrictions I totally understand. And this, this goes across hobbies. But to some extent, as you start giving them little bits of, of leeway, yeah. it can really? only go further, right? right. Mm-hmm. And especially as this reptile hobby, it's like, you're really worried about ball pythons in Illinois, right? Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying that's someone putting the bugger in the ear to, yeah. you know, the, the fear-mongering kind of aspect of it. Like, we all right. know that there's not a chance in hell a ball python's going to survive, yeah. you know, in the winter up there. No. A, a ball python like, barely I bet survives my house. in the fucking tub right. cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> but someone somewhere told them, you know, be it someone that had some sort of agenda or something, be it yeah. animal rights bullshit oh, yeah. or something else, yeah. you know, that made these these politicians go, yep, this is a public issue. This is the lowest hanging fruit. I know if I push this through, I'll look like a hero. It's going to be super easy to pass. I'm not going to get any opposition because nobody likes yeah. snakes. Like, See, yeah. it's scary. Oh, because we've already banned, like I said, my wife works at a pet and garden center. They've already banned no dog and kitten sales. Yeah. But you go on like Craigslist. At, at stores? Yeah. yeah. Could it, can a private breeder sell? They've got to be able to. They can buy from a rescue. Okay. So what if I have my Boston Terriers and they That's, breed? No, because like the store that what they're getting, what they're tr- thinking they're doing is going to stop. I hate this term, but puppy mills. Puppy mills. Right, because the only vision when you see a puppy mill is this dilapidated. Sarah only the worst yeah. examples, yeah. Right, yeah. we only Although see the worst we have, example. Yeah. We have dog breeder friends with yeah. multiple species who got a two hundred thousand dollar Morton building. They're probably living better than I am. Oh, dude, they are. They got a couch. They got a TV. They got a radio. Yeah, 
There's actually like a dog. There's a dog sitting place here that legit has TVs in all the stalls for the right. Dog. Oh my god! Yeah, like the store, like, like the store my wife worked in, they took all like all the local breeders. My cousin breed has a pair of huskies. He breeds every other year. Yeah, that's who sold at the store. Everyone yeah. has feral cats having kittens. They gather them up. That's where they went. They can't do it now. That's so weird. Yeah, because it's the, like the. The big Petland stores were always buying from the notorious, uh, was that Hagen, I think? I, don't, I forget the name of the. Mm-hmm. There's some giant puppy mills that they're just cranking stuff out. Yeah. And it's like, so be it. Even, even yeah. that, you're, you're, quit buying the dogs if you want to yeah. stop the problem. Or, or you know? why don't, instead of they putting blanket legislation on these things, why don't they hammer down? on those particular right. groups, right? It, it's, it's almost, gosh, I, I don't, I don't, don't want to get into this, but yeah, I, <laughs> there's, there's legislation that, back snakes, back snakes. <laughs> but it's like, why don't you put pressure on the sale of these animals? Why don't you put the responsibility of the sale of these animals and these items and these hobby items? Why don't you take that pressure and put it on the people selling them to make sure that where their stock, where they're, or their or their inventory is coming from, yeah. Right. Put now you're responsible for who you're selling to, and where you're buying from, right? right. Instead of putting blanket legislation that hurts the hobbyist, that mm-hmm. hurts the regular Joe that has a one clutch. I don't know what they're called clutches, but one clutch litter. of gold litter. litter. Oh, one litter of golden retrievers every two years. Clutch one, of golden retriever. You know, and now now they can't <laughs> now they can't take those to. Uh, you know the, the the local pet store that is a brick and mortar <laughs> that is trying their hardest to make it, especially right. post COVID, where every brick and mortar suffered, every single one of them, and and and, and yeah, it's the same. That same legislation See, goes to the stinks. That's the other messed up part of it is you hear like all these cities and stuff saying shop local, shop local. It's like okay, well these are businesses trying to support each other, but because it's not a business you like, yeah, because they forgot to. Forgot to donate to the right charity. Now, yeah, uh oh, you're 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 in the hot seat. Next time they come knocking, are you going to do that? Now we're into you know 1700s taxpayers coming around and knocking on your door. You you going to pay the taxes or are we going to take your house out? Maybe we're going right. to shut your farm down. And anyways, that's where that's do you stand a, on Palmettos? Yeah, Palmettos. Well, no, <laughs> I got them. I, I was I, I'm one of the last ones to get into it. I, I think I picked up male or a female a couple years ago. When they first came out, I liked them and stuff. And then it's like, of course, there were like tons and tons of money back then. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait that one out. And I yeah. like them. <laughs> no, they're awesome. I, the more speckles you can get on, the better. Yeah. A little bit we'll more see how. on them. Yeah. And as far I as mean, funny, though, I do. Everyone's trying to get different morphs into it and stuff. I kind of laugh. I'm like, well, all right. Now you Have gotta, you seen the regular one? <laughs> a white, <laughs> yeah. Like you got a white snake. You're going to make it more white? A few extra yeah. kind of black petals on, or scales on it. Yeah. It's not a whole lot, but yeah, I like them. Although there is, I don't know, someone posted a real cool looking caramel one. And it was oh, like. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It was. And there was a lot of pattern on The more pattern you can get on that, I really like it. Mm-hmm. The little cool. girl I got, I like her a lot. She got a split face down the middle and stuff too. But. There's a, you know, for me, there's a little bit of an inherited, you know, the bug eye that happens with leucistics, that happens with leucistics across the board. It's also the responsibility of the breeder to not right. sell those animals, right? right? You don't have to worry about those more. I think a lot of them got bug eyes because the breeder was wanting 
Yeah. One of the first ones wanted to get as many out as possible. Yep. So instead of out crossing it and, you know, I don't know. The one I got, who did I get it from? Big Squeeze? I forget who that is. It's real, yeah, it's a really nice looking animal. Nice. No bug eyes and stuff. And I picked up, um, actually, now I got a het that I traded for another female. And then I got a male Annery, het palmetto, het AML. Hmm, nice. He'll be my boy. Yeah. All different awesome. breeders. All different breeders. Yeah. So we'll see. Spread it out. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, kind of, I know, I guess we're going to be wrapping up soon. Uh, you said you were 22 species or something like that. What other right. species just, you don't have to go into depth on it, but what other species <laughs> you planning on producing this year? This year, um, I'm down to one line pine egg. <laughs> at a Damn. Yeah, I was I had, gonna say, you know, if you produce Lineata gallus, I, I know you. I know a guy. Oh, I had two. I had two females. One took, one laid what twelve eggs total. Only two good eggs. The rest were slugs, and one croaked off on me. But the other one's still going good. Um, got San Diego gophers. I got uh, Arizona mountains this okay. year. Well, I got three. I think three clutches of those. Cow kings. Corns, African house snakes, poultures, latacinctus. And I'm still. Dude, I've never, how have I never seen those before? Which ones? The Lineata colis. Well, I've got them on there. That's crazy. I'm looking at them on Google right now, dude. That's a subog as a, as a pine snake. It's a big yeah. ass subog. It's a big Jesus. ass subog. Like if you it's took a, a subog and you crossed it with an ocelot carpet. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I still got. I'm. Still in the mixing mix for some cocci. Those are my nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> two two years running. I've, she's given me two females. Give me nothing but slugs. This year started producing eggs. Lost the first clutch. Lost the second clutch. I got a second clutch from another female, and I still, I think I got three of those. Try nice. to think. As cool Might as have. Keep those, I, I got to step aside for one second, guys. Right. Got a. Incubate them in the refrigerator. Give me one second, guys. What was that, Justin? I said, as cool as you have to keep those things, I wonder if you just have to incubate them in the refrigerator. The which ones? <laughs> the uh, cocci and, and pulker. Uh, I don't have to incubate them at all or uh, cool them at all. Those yeah, I, I, like I want them, but I, I I cannot keep them here. I can't keep my room cool enough. Like there's aside oh, from my room, there's nowhere to keep them cold enough. Like otherwise, yeah. they'd be too hot. My room's too warm. Yeah, I keep ours are in my living room, and it's right now the air conditioner is on seventy two, and I don't have heat on. Mm -hmm. And those are the only snakes I used to brewmate them with my corns and kings. And every once a week, I'd go in there to change waters and check on everybody. You know, you pop the tops on the corns and the kings and stuff, and you get like a tongue flick. It's just like yeah, one of those. Those kind of the bamboo rats, you pop the top on those, and them things are running out the door on you. Flying around, it was like, yeah. woohoo! It's party time. Yeah, they're awesome. I just like I said, I've always wanted some, but they just yeah. they don't drive with my my setup. So that's why I tell everybody who is interested in them, like they like it cold. Mm -hmm. Like you can keep them below seventy five, great. Yeah, and my wife is is cool with me keeping stuff in our bedroom, but it's usually just for quarantine because she knows it's temporary. But like those, that's the only place I could really keep mine because that's the coldest yeah. room in the house. So. 
don't know. I've also heard that you don't see them very often. Like they're they don't they're not really a snake that's out and about much. Yeah, you don't. They're different too. Everyone always asks about their temperament, and I'm like, spazzing. Well, yeah, they're kind of like a unpredictable cow king. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas a cow king, you know, you're gonna, you know, it's like, all right. You're gonna get bit. These guys here, they'll come out, and you're you're fine, chill, and everything. And then all of a sudden, they're on you. <laughs> oh wait, I'm being held. What species was that? Bamboo rats. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Do you do you see a lot of? Obviously, there's differences between corns and a lot of these species, but you're able to kind of hold your care regiment similar across the oh, board. Yeah. yeah, each uh, yeah, I think about that all the time. It, I don't know how I do it, but I do it. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm a little I'm, bit more heat on these guys and less on yeah. these. That's that's about the similarity with me. Some get a little bit more humidity. Some are a little bit further right. away, and it's you know. I try to actually offer humidity boxes for pretty much everything I've got. Yeah, I've been doing that with a lot of my stuff now, and give them the option. Yeah, they use the hell out of it though, like oh, corns, yeah. bairds, uh, the rhinos. Um. I haven't given one to either of the pits, but I have no doubt they'd actually I pits use like them it. Too, yeah, I know Jake yeah. gives his 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 pits some, and they like them, but they also destroy them because the the moss gets all dried out, and they just pop the <laughs> lid off. He's he's got these six quart shoe boxes and these massive southern pines, and he's like, you open the tub, and there's just like moss everywhere, and the lids off, and he's like, dude, I don't even bother trying to put it back. He's like, they just pop it right back off, but they hang out in there anyways. So, whatever. Yeah. My, my pine snakes when they laid eggs, I put all you know the big the big tub inside of their tub, and I filled it up with the sphagnum moss. I was like, oh, this is so pretty. Go in there, lay your eggs, and then they sit in there for you know they shed and they sit in there for a week, and it's like, all right, it's time for those eggs. And then they start cruising and losing their mind, and then come back, the lids off the box, the sphagnum moss yep. ever, and the eggs are just sitting on bare plastic, and you're like, all right, this is uh, this is what we're doing. It works. It's worked so far, yeah. Yeah. Usually with my my pits and stuff, I just fill it with moss. Mm-hmm. Your your box is your nest box. Yeah, that's you, you know that's I what I've a... just started doing with all the all the dark adult corns, man. Like it's a humid hide, man. It's a lay box. They just yeah. do yeah. it year round. So my big bulls last year, I just did the back half of their tub and uh, that cocoa pieces. I don't know, yeah, right? And they just kept the back half where on the heat, yeah, humid, and yeah, I lay your eggs, and then they. Still push it all out of the way and oh, lay yeah. it out on the plastic and then, ah, whatever. They're, They're destructive, savvy. man. <laughs> They're very destructive. They're <laughs> so that little my my small southern pine, dude. I'm like constantly having to push all their substrate back to the front of the tub because she just yeah. like pushes it all to the rear. And I'm like Jesus. Those by are the time time and space. I would like to take like a big four foot by four foot or two foot by two foot closure and like I don't know, put six inches of sand in there and let them go to it and just. Mm-hmm. Sand peat mix and let them dig and see what happens. See what they do. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Pitch yeah. officer, they're one of those snakes that like, man, they do so well in captivity. They do so good. At, you know, a lot of them are very relatively easy to breed. They're all great feeders, right. as long as they don't see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they can see you, they just don't do good. And, and, and it's you know, yeah. it's one of those things. Like these are the species that need to be kept in tubs. I don't care what your argument is, but hey, or, here's what I. I um, when I didn't, when I wasn't breeding, one of the enclosures I had was a one a custom I built, and it was based on you know the old Applegate yep enclosures yep. where you got a 
tub or a sub a sub uh yeah sub layer yeah i had a sub it was a four foot cage and it had enough space for a 41 court underneath there it was four, uh four foot by 20 by two foot and i had two san diegos in there and they had the whole top half was all decked out but they could get down underneath there rarely did i see those snakes yeah. in the morning they'd come out yeah. stick their head out go over and get a drink of water Yep, they're gone the rest of the time. Yeah, they're they're very very seclusive. They're very yeah. Just, leave me alone. We're okay. I've got an empty three footer that I keep saying I want to put that southern in, but Jay keeps saying he's like, dude, don't do it because it's only going to cause problems. Like she's just going to go downhill as soon as you. So I'm yeah. like, okay, because with me going fast with, with the pits. You know, I've never I never did it with the pines, but it, definitely with bulls and, and some of the gophers, if they can see you, they just oh yeah. They, as long as it's enough yeah. hide hiding spots. Something about them seeing you, and, and you know, Eric, you had said it earlier. The the eye contact with the lineata callus, it makes perfect sense. They're the most visual snakes I have. Yeah, every you can open up that tub, and they're fine. They're in their hide box forever. You move the hide box, and the second they see you, that's when you're getting some kind of a response from them. It's it's. See, yeah. and I actually I agree with that now too. After recently hanging out at Jake's place more and seeing his bulls in comparison to his pines, like his pines really don't seem to care. Like I can go in there and like pet them and they're like, man, yeah, the like, just a little bit, but the bulls, those guys, like they ain't about it at all. You know, <laughs> bulls, this, those forks bulls. he's got are yeah. especially those. the female. Oh my God. Like I posted that video of her the other day, losing her yeah. mind just because we opened the tub. <laughs> yeah. so, the, the only species of pitch office that I wrote off and I sent mine to Casey Cannon is sonoran gophers i don't know what it is but god those animals hate me they just he's got a weird me. fetish for angry animals though because yeah. he likes the, the ringed pythons too <laughs> at least for a little while he uh, don't think he's he's pretty much said fuck those things at this point but yeah just... yeah there's 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 something about sonoran gophers you know i find I, I find them in a while i found one this year on black gap and it was postured up and doing the hiss and doing the fake strike and i go to pick it up and it bites my leg, of course. I'm bleeding all over the place. But I reach over and pick it up, and you're talking about the biggest puppy dog ever. I mean, it just didn't. It's just chilling. It's kind of doing thing. I got some awesome pictures of it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm with John Lasseter, and he's just laughing his ass off. I told you that snake was going to bite you. And I'm bleeding all down my calf. <laughs> and, and the Sonoran Gophers, they don't they do not do that fake strike thing that all the other Pitchofas do. They bite. They, yeah, they, I mean, Jake's Forks, you. man, they don't. There's no, there's no fake biting at all there. Like when they're, when they're going for you, they're, they're doing it with, with purpose. Yeah. I, I think my I've line heard, pines, they'll, they'll, yeah, they're not afraid. Uh, yeah. I've heard line pines will bite, but they I have got, also, I go ahead. Oh, I'd say I had one get out. We were at a show and I came back and, uh, opened the, the snake room door and everything's knocked off the shelf. So it's like, well, okay, <laughs> someone's out. So before I put all these babies away, I'm going to have to go looking around looked underneath one of the shelves and she was there and as soon as she saw me she nailed me and caught me right in the foot i mean Ooh. right straight right there Ooh. oh man that's a big thing it, it seems oh, funny yeah. though that with with pits in particular it's like they're all you know all bark and and some bite and but it's like as soon as you pick them up they're like oh i've been defeated right <laughs> it's like i don't think to call us okay that. you won no. like they don't know yeah. santa cruz i was telling you about those guys don't either them guy that Steve France, he told me when I got him, he's like, you've never had a snake. He goes, unless you had some real spastic garters in the past, it would be nothing like these. Yeah. And they, yeah, they are. They, 
They're so little, trying, which is so hard. That, that yeah. makes sense, Whipping though, back and forth, trying to go that way. Talking They've about never an been. snake that's smaller and probably more high-strung because they are smaller. Right, right. Know, it, it makes sense. Yep. I have got to get some of those when you produce them. I've got to. Those things are so neat. It's so cool. They're cool. I really like them. I'd really like to get mine into uh, – I could probably put them in like a 10-gallon uh, aquarium or something. I'd like to get them into it. Yeah, I'd like to get them into a, a uh, naturalistic enclosure yeah. and watch them stuff. You know, we didn't cool. hit on it, and, and I don't think we have a ton of time left. What's your What's your typical keeping setup? What is your? If I go I'm all over, I'm yeah. all over. I mean, mo most everything's in tubs, yeah. and I'm super old school. My <laughs> was it two years ago? I finally got a rack. I got a hatchling rack. Uh, Bivarian basics, I guess. Mm -hmm. Got hated it, <laughs> absolutely hated it. I'm like, I, I can't keep the thing clean. It's like it's impossible. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of my stock. I keep all my hatchlings are in entree containers. And okay. I just I just stack them up in my snake room. Like I said, my snake room stays 77 to 84 every day, so I don't even have heat on them. Mm -hmm. My other my other the racks I build are just two by fours. If I have, I've got heat on the back against the wall. Really, is that on? And I stack. I got. Uh, I still use lids. I always get heat for that too. You got lids? Yeah, I keep the lids if on. It there. works. I, it works. No, it actually makes sense. I'm and all, I, I don't it's know, probably Eric. something I should be doing more often. Because. Eric, I've heard some of your stories. Are you keeping the lids on? No. Still got to. You still have to strap the lids down. <laughs> Dude, that little. That little. Uh, that that. <laughs> Wild Rose Pass Subog, that female. If I don't put the handle of that tub in the gap, <coughs> and I, I, her name is Bridget because you ever see a million ways to die in the West? He has that <laughs> one sheep that always gets out, and he named it Bridget, and that's what I named her because, like, I'll walk in my room and she'll just be chilling on my hatchling rack with me, like, oh, you're gonna put me back now? Okay. Subogs are entirely too smart. I don't know what it is. They're just uh, and the dumbest looking corn. animal on I've the had planet. Two corns that were like that. One, well. Both those corns met their demise with that same exhaust fan. <laughs> Try to get body out. Count. Jesus. Right. But I had one. I named him Magellan because <laughs> he, he was a holdback, and I had him in the house. And I don't know. My garage is probably 70 feet away in a whole totally different building. He got out like three times in the house. Found him. Then he got out one time and he was gone for two weeks. And in the garage, before I had my second snake room in there, off to the side of the, the original one is where I had my rodents at. And then I had an exhaust fan that was blowing out the window there. But the rodents were down below there. Middle of summer, like I still kept my rodents out there. So I'd always get some dead ones from the heat and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Old, old females or whatnot. So I went out there one day and I could smell. I was like, Dang it, I just cleaned them yesterday. Everyone should have been all right. I go over there, and there's like six dead mice in there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And here this one-and-a-half-year-old got out, it's corn snake, got out of the house. He's so small, he crawled through the top of the half-inch mesh, oh, the top geez. of the rodent cage. It was in there just killing mice. Yep. Just strangling them. I've had yellow rats had get into my grow up in my my shed with my mice in it, and they usually eat two, and then there's always one that's dead, like they grabbed it and wrapped it, and then just never right. ate. 
Yeah, there were six of them like that. And yeah. like I said, he made it out of the house and into the garage. Crazy. Well, then he stayed in the garage and the, and the snake room out there. And eventually he got out two more times there. And the next time he got it in the, got it in wrong, the fan. The wrong spot. Yeah. 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 Bummer. Yeah, that's so like, man, I just some half the time now when I go in and I see her hanging out on that rack, I just let her hang out while I do whatever I'm doing. Cause it's like you you've gone this far, I might as well just like you ain't going anywhere. They're not fast snakes. Oh yeah. I'm like <laughs> just hang out. She just looks at me. It's hilarious. Yeah, She's I actually trip. had a uh, had a corn with a, a stuck slug here last week. And I tried to get her outside. I, I like if they if they get a, like a stuck egg or something in there, I like mm-hmm. to get them out and get them moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put them in the yard. Go, 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 go. You know, um, I used to put them, I still do if I, if it's too cold out or something like that, I'll put uh, just a lot of clutter or something in there. Usually water bowls all turned upside down. So they got to crawl over and do all this mm-hmm. and stuff. But here last week, she still had an egg stuck in there and it was down low. So I was like, you're too big to get out of the snake room. It's only the hatchlings and young ones that can make it out of there. So it was on to the floor you go. You can have the run of the place for the day. Take <laughs> go it. wild. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. And she got it out. Nice. Yep. That's that's always good when you see them push out to some mm. extent naturally, right? Like it's right. So you gotta not- wonder if that's what they would like, that's what happens yeah. naturally, like in the wild. Oh, yeah. They end up getting some, you know, they're they're not confined to a thirty two cord or whatever. You know? Yeah. Right. Makes sense. What size tub do you use for adult corns? Um, majority of them are in 28s, nice, but yeah. I've got like about three this year that need 41s. Ooh, that, yeah, that one I've got that one big female I said that didn't get uh, didn't get inseminated or something happened, and I fed her and fed her and fed her. She's huge. <laughs> she, yeah, she made it into a 41 just to give her some like get moving. You got to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got your lineata collis in? Uh, I've got one and six quarts. <laughs> Squished it. Just they they would it. like it. I I think they would like it. They'd love it. I'm sure. I've heard that one themselves. In. Uh, yeah. I use uh, uh, oil pans for hide boxes with all of them, and rarely are they out of it. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. oil, oil pans, what twelve inches maybe? Yeah. A little bit bigger, and they're rarely out of it. But uh, I've got one female's in a big uh, AP cage. Okay. And then the other two are in, what are those, 70 quart, 75 oh, the quart big. Christmas yeah. boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Big, big snakes, man. That's a big animal. Yeah. And that's and what I remember when I got them, I was like, I might need something bigger. And everyone's like, no, there's like any other pit. They're going to find some place to yeah. hide and you ain't going to see them. Yeah. My, my northern pines are big and uh, to. To my, to be honest, like they need to be in bigger tubs. I've got mine in V seventies, uh, which they're not. They're not as big as they could be. My my, my pits, they're they're going to get bigger, right? They're just four years old. They keep growing, but God, if they don't have this like tiny little high box that they love, and they just curl up in it, and yep. just eat yep. up every little and and every single time I open the tub, that's where they're at. Unless it's about feeding time, and then they're they're out hunting around and looking and right. flip, flipping over their water bowl and shitting on the ceiling and smearing all over the place because that's what Pitchyophis loves to do. It's how yeah. they know they can come out and explore because they're like, he's got to come clean me now, which means like, it's, <laughs> it's like have to clean. they do the same thing in prison, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Like, this is it's, how it's, I get some re- more rec time. If I just shit all over the walls and then the, the, clean it. The amount of time I spend cleaning all of my corn snakes, all of them, which is, I don't know, 10 adults, something like that, 12 adults, is maybe the amount of time I spend two pairs of pitch yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right? Like it's every time it's a quarter of the cage or a quarter of the tub being cleaned out every time it's smeared all over the place it's yeah like, they can't man. find one place and go either no. it's like let's get some here and get some They're there claiming it as their own over here too yeah and then the the, the the urine and the stuff that goes with it. it's like I, I just i fed you a small rat right i fed you a small rat like calm down i didn't need the whole rat I, on day two it's always day two feed them on sunday i'm cleaning on tuesday and wednesday right every single time but gotta love them it's Woo. Get me excited to even think shirt. about him. He's got the Pitchy Open shirt. Hey, you know, hit up your boy Justin Smith at Palmetto Coast Exotics for a Pitchy Open shirt. Uh, I can't really see it. Oh, where am I? I don't know how sh- cameras work. Hey, yeah. hey. But yeah, I keep like, back here. I keep them. I've got some naturalistic enclosures. I've yeah, all across the board. Does you ever prefer awesome. bedding with your tub? Depends on what it is. I use. Like, uh, I don't any of my colubrids at this point. I don't give them. I don't put them on paper, especially the Bairds, because they flip that water bowl like immediately. Oh, if yeah. I give them particulate, no issues. Like I don't have any problems with them flipping water bowls. But if right. I put them on puppy pads or I put them on paper towel, they flood it, and then they just sit in it, and they don't. I, li- I like to use. About the only time I use paper is in the spring. If uh, I got one of the males that I want to check on, usually there's something. Mm-hmm. Sperms in some yeah, place, like yeah. back, but obvious. You know? yep. And then just keep stuff clean. I've had a male in the past get all kinds of pine stuck on his junk. Oh, so yeah. get it back in yeah. ass. So I was like, oh, all right, in the spring, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just use paper. But yeah, I use happens to the best of us. Oh yeah, pines probably most of my cluberids are on pine, bamboo. See, rats that's and, interesting too because. <clears throat> Uh, Montross mentioned when he did a water snake article for the magazine when we were doing that that he used pine and I remember I, I messaged him when I was reading over it before I put it into like uh, like layout and stuff and I was like did you mean to put pine or did you mean to put aspen he's like no I use pine and it's like we've always heard pine is like a big no no but he's like dude I've been using it for like 10 plus years and I haven't had a single issue with it yeah I've used it f- I've never 30, used I've never been brave enough years. to use it I use it for yeah. mice, but you've never had any problems with it or anything like that. No. I think it's. I I wondered um, if it's just a matter of like if it gets wet, and like if it's not properly like kiln dried or like what the the whole stereotype yeah, of everyone's of saying kiln dried now. Years ago, I don't even know if it's kiln dried. I used pine. Yeah, I don't even remember aspen coming on the scene until the late nineties. Yeah, you know, I would love to be able to go to Tractor Supply and buy the giant brick of pine that we oh, use yeah. for mice and use it for snakes instead of paying twice as much, if not more, for the right. half a bag <clears throat> of aspen. Yeah, well, you got to get on Amazon and get that uh, aspen number one, uh, forty-seven dollars delivered for the big, 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 big bag, and Amazon will deliver it. If see, I I use pine, so I, I got it. I, my first snake I got in two thousand three. Uh, yeah, two thousand three. I used only pine. Because cedar right. was the big no-no. You don't use cedar. Yeah, for I, cedar. Don't don't use cedar. Use cedar. I don't even use cedar for mice. I'm not. I, even cedar. Yeah, I, I use cedar for years, and then once I left and was really just geckos for the most part, uh, and then came back and was 
heavy back in the colubrids. Everybody's like aspen, 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 aspen. So I started buying that big bag, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the aspen number one bag, right? The same one you see it shows. And now Amazon ships it directly to your house. And, oh my god, I don't know how they ship that thing for free. Uh, but I, I don't remember ever having an issue with pine. I mean, uh, I'll get some batches. Uh, stuff I'm using now is called Eco Flake. Mm-hmm. And then there's another brand that's at the, uh, the farm store that I get it from. And I used to get that one because it's like, I don't know, dollar two dollars cheaper. But a lot of it was really dusty. Mm-hmm. A lot of dust in there. And now I'm, I'm trying to get away from it. I don't know yeah. like that. See, that and that's why I've gotten picky about the Aspen because it's like I either get the large flake stuff, which has not a whole lot of dust, but it's a pain in the ass because it's large flake, or I get the finer stuff and it's just it's freaking dust everywhere right yeah you know which i i don't know if that would really hurt him or not i used to work yeah, it's a, just a personal thing you know it's just, i, used to I work don't like a, it yeah yeah i i don't know if it's really dusty i get more dust all over my snake room mm-hmm. just from you know but it's funny talking about the dust i used to work when i lived in kansas i worked at a feed mill and it was just dust covered in everywhere you'd see snake marks all over the place <laughs> all over the place the basement before uh my uncles and stuff bought it whoever owned it before them just let the belt would overspill and that bottom filled up the basement with old grain and stuff that's the first thing we had to do when we went in there was dig out like four feet of bad wow. moldy nasty grain but there are snake marks going all over that that was dusty as all get out in that place you know, it didn't bother. It was all black rat snakes. They were all mm-hmm. over that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for me with my allergies, I don't know what it is. I right. Get the worst, the least bad reaction out of Aspen, but I've still got to wear, I mean, if you ever see pictures on most of my stuff, I'm wearing gloves. I got to wear gloves. I got to sometimes wear a respirator if I'm really doing a bunch of tubs. In fact, I, I got one of my, one of my nephews comes over and, and, and will wash out and dump all the Aspen out of my tubs. I'll pay him 20 bucks or whatever. It's something I got to deal with because I can't get rid of these snakes and geckos and stuff. Man, I love these things. Right. I love them. It's passion. But forever. yeah, I use that Eco Flake. I use a lot of the. Um, I use Rep the Chip. Real good friends of mine are reps here. Yeah. So I get a lot of that, like, especially for my. Uh, um, I got those with a lot of my Asian rat snakes. Yeah. That in there, bamboo rats. They love that stuff. I give them a little extra. They dig down in there and whatnot. Get got my diamond. Rep- Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I got my diamond pythons on that then, too. Oh, yeah, diamond pythons. I'm sure people would love oh, to hear yeah. about those. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was 30 years in the making. That's a badass animal. Yeah. yeah. Remember, love- remember 90... So I, I got real heavy into reptiles like 98. So 2000, 2003, diamond pythons were kind of just getting figured out. Right. And they weren't that expensive. They were expensive, but they weren't that bad. They were three to five hundred dollars if i remember correctly right I don't, I don't think they're that anymore no i don't even know what I, they are anymore what did i pay for those expensive i want to say it was 16 for the pair yeah Sixteen hundred, right i got them from uh oh what's his name todd at psychotics oh nice, nice. yeah and you have a good it was funny that was at the the schaumburg show last last year the year before and I knew they were going to be there. And uh, so they were on the radar, but I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to spend that money and stuff. So we went back, 
saw him. And there was another another guy standing there. He was looking at him too. And you know how you do it shows. It's like, all yeah. right, well, let's let's see what's around. We'll make we got a peruse first. So around we went, we come back. And one of the pairs was gone. I'm like, oh, uh. now, now there's three pairs. And one of the animals that I was really wanting was gone that first that first one. And that guy who had left, he was back too. Yeah. So we went another round, came back again. Now another pair was gone. Now there's down to two pair. And I'm like, and that guy's standing there and he whips out his credit card. And I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> you have <laughs> just to. get them. Just get them. Just do it. But, you love them. Uh, you have get it over with. Dude, I Those love them things. Absolutely love them. And I, still, I mean, back in the day, no one could keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Too hot. Them too hot. Yeah. And I tell everybody I treat mine like I do a colubrid. Yeah. They are in my in the house. The air conditioner set at 72. I got a broad spare fluorescent light that comes on in the morning. That's on that temperature, and there's 72 to 74 for nighttime. Then a spotlight comes in, comes on over on one side. That'll stay on for about two hours, and then it shuts off for two hours, and then it comes on for two hours, and then it'll shut off. And then it'll come on for another two hours. And then when it shuts off at night, at the end of the night, that's it. They, no heat yeah, whatsoever. I feed them maybe once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're cool. They yeah. are absolutely cool. And they know when that spotlight comes on. Well, they know when the first light comes on. They'll come on. They'll come out from wherever they're hiding. Just kind of check stuff out. And then by the time that that spotlight's going to come on, they're all cruising over to where that thing's at. As soon as that comes on, bam, it's on. They get heated up, and then they're going. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. They are awesome. I love hearing somebody so ingrained in this hobby and work with colubrids and going full-time. You're a hobbyist, man. You're, yeah. You're a hobbyist first, and I, I can tell it in the way you're talking about these animals. That's so awesome to see. You know, something to look Those, forward to. You know, something yeah. to think about. It's Those Japanese rat snakes I got, too, them things, I love them the same way. They're just yeah. – yeah. I don't think I know anybody that's ever had Japanese rats that was like these things aren't any fun. They're not. Yeah, I, like, yeah, everyone I, I know that has them loves them. Like I, I sent my female to JT. Uh, you know, he's had a little trouble breeding them. I, I think mm-hmm. he's gonna iron that out. I, I know we got locks this year, but dude, yeah, that's such a. Jeez, what a! What, it don't get it hot, and it's a bulletproof animal. They right. eat off. I remember I got mine. It ate, ate off the rip. The Asian bears. Uh, they're Asian bears. They are the. Yeah. Some yeah. of some of these Asian species, it's like just, just keep your collection cooler in general. And yeah. I think you're gonna see more success just across the board. Bingo. Uh, I, I've worked with coleonics for 15 years. I've had coleonics geckos forever. And this year I, I got a bunch of wild caught stock of coleonics brevis. It's one of my pet projects. And I have a group that I decided this year to keep cooler. I've always kept them at around 86, 88, sometimes up to 90. Always kept them warmer. And this year, I've kept I kept them cooler. You don't see a lot of babies surviving at that temperature. And dude, I'm keeping them at 78 to 84. 84 is the absolute hottest that rack will ever get. And boom, I've got my field females gravid. Everything is just absolutely excelling. And I'm like, wow, just it's because they're not babies. operating at those higher temperatures, man. They're operating at night when it's cooler. Yeah, right. you know, going to West Texas and having a brand new vehicle lose AC because it's 110 actual <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> hey, yo, hashtag shout out to anybody that keeps Jeeps. I had a Jeep for three months and sold it. It was brand new. 
but yeah, I went, the AC went out when I was at West Texas, 110 degrees. It's, oh, we're not going to get in the cars, but woo, don't talk to me about new cars. Back in, back in a Toyota where I need to be. Uh, and, uh, dude, it's 110 degrees during the day. And I yeah. swear to you, it was 110 degrees. And that night, nothing was moving because it was 54. 54. Right. And, and, and we found a couple snakes the, the night before, and it was 72. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, that's because that window is so yeah. much smaller when you got to swing that large, man. You know, I mean, just, I've heard of Alterna yeah. being found. I've I've heard about Alterna being found in the low fifties, and and it's like, dude, I, my Alterna don't even have heat, and they're like seventy eight, yep. and they all bred this year. They, do they are as healthy as can be. Uh, my my Jan I are the same way. I keep my Jan I at seventy eight. Dude, I could so I, many species that I firmly believe you can keep comfortably in lower temperatures like that and not have a problem like i've i've yeah. done it with so many different species at this point and none of them have had any issues chondros boiga you know brettles but brettles are the exception because brettles you could keep in a freezer or you can keep them on the surface of the sun they're not gonna <laughs> care yeah um all kinds of stuff man and everything just seems to do fine like yeah low 80s you're good like no I, no I, issues i genuinely that was one of your guys's one of your guys's questions about you know I forget. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's keeping everything too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone's feeding too heavy too. Yeah, you know, if that ain't the truth. Yeah. Yeah. What's I your mean, feeding schedule like? We never, we never even got on that. Feeding. Like, what are you uh, females, doing with babies? What are you doing with adults and breeding? Babies always get um, usually up to about six months. I'm doing about twice a week, every five days okay. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There is no. I, I've got no set schedule. I mean, my females. In the springtime, we're getting, I'll say twice a week, but it's usually a large, something large. And the next one's going to be something small. Maybe a large mouse on, I don't know, Sunday, Friday rolls around the hopper. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next time around, you know, I've, I've been known to give them a handful of fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, I like to feed a lot of different stuff too. I've been getting into a lot of chicks, a lot of quail, chicken um, hearts. Dude, frog legs. Chicken hearts. I did frog legs. I've had a a couple frog legs. Absinthe, that that ghost tessera goes ham on some frog legs. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I've had the same. Oh, he's got to go. Packer's going to go to work in half from now or 30 minutes. Okay. We're wrapping up here soon. Okay. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm on my kid's computer. He's got to go to work. But yeah, the, the, that varied diet is awesome. I, I love yeah. chicks, quail, right? You know, Are you doing legs. doing anything for females post lay? Anything special you like? I have tried dusting with calcium and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't found anything except they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they it get smells down weird. To the end, they, they get down to the end with all that powder, and they're like, you know. But are you like, are you hammering those a little heavier after they lay, or are you just kind of keeping after them they lay? Schedule? I yeah. get a small meal in them right away, and then mm-hmm. the ones I'm, I know are going to go again, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll with those, I'll try to keep smaller meals, just more frequent. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I got you. But very, I like the very, the very diet: mice, rats, chicks, quail, eggs. Like yeah. I said frog leg. I tried went to the Asian store. I picked up some frog legs. I was like, man, I'm yeah. curious to see who would eat them. Yeah. Of course, the cow kings. They <laughs> got no, they nothing. Damn. You're damn. <laughs> really? They eat, they eat the bag they came oh, in. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They took the, yeah. 
I fed my calkins tilapia. Love yeah. it. I've been meaning to try that with some of my stuff. I haven't. Yeah. Yet. I keep my, forgetting my, to buy some. My two cow kings that I hate with every single part of my soul. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. They, they're my disposals. They're the gecko didn't hatch out or, get, you know, get, baby geckos. Don't, yeah. they eat the baby. Snake didn't make it. Here's a snake. Slug. Oh, well, here's your meal. You know, <laughs> slug eggs. God, you take slug eggs and put them in a bowl and the cow kings. Just, rah, 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 just yeah. Savages. It's like, I've had know. mixed results with quail eggs with my corns. I've never I've tried. Had that, I've had some eggs, that'll yeah. take them. I've had some that have zero interest in them. I don't. Yeah, it's mostly the the wild caught stuff that that will take quail. I've only done game. quail eggs like twice, and yeah, everybody took them. Yeah. Every once in a while, huh. I find a robin egg out, and the, they'll drop one in midair or whatnot, and they'll eat that one up too. <laughs> I love chicks because I can give my big pits like four chicks. And right. It's, Still cheaper than a medium rat because <laughs> a medium rat costs costs slightly part of your kidney. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Yep. But man, Eric, thank you so much. Oh thank yeah, you so man. much for coming on, man. It's a great episode. Yeah, I'm glad to, glad to get to know Appreciate you a little it. bit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's you know, it's it's not a lot of a lot of times. I'm gonna ask this. It'll be super quick. Going full time. Said it's your first year going full time. Yep. You excited? You nervous? You what? What's the what's the feeling there? A certain switch has switch has, has turned on because it's like, all right, this is full time now. I there's no backup, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough only, year. This going to be a tough year. Right, for all and of this us. is a tough year. Like I yeah. said, um, everything's running late. I got the Schaumburg show, which is our first three day show we're doing, and I, I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm going. I got surplus animals. I got a handful of bamboo rats and a handful of house snakes. Yeah. So I'm like calling all my. I've got a bunch of friends. I'm like, what do you got? I'll take <laughs> anything to put on the table. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm. Yeah. Uh, so everyone comes for it. I got some crested geckos coming. So I have no clue yeah. about those, but they're cool looking. They and paste. Some odds and ends <laughs> stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Where so, but, go, ahead. go ahead, Chris. Oh, I, I was going to say that. The future of full time, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Oh yeah, there... yeah. No, oh yeah. This is gonna, I can be working till the day I die, anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. might as well be doing what I want to be doing. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's the way I look at. It. it Took me 30 years to get here, so. Yeah, absolutely. So when you have the many things available, where can people uh, see your oh, more? Uh, yep, on Morph Market. Uh, you can follow ECW Reptiles on Facebook, Instagram. I even got on there. It's like finally broke down. Yeah, you got a pretty good Instagram going. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm not on there a whole lot. I look on there and just like, okay. Just uh, If someone's going to message you and ask you about future clutches or anything, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, ECW Reptiles. Or, uh, Eric Westmore on Facebook. Facebook's or, best. Instagram. Yeah, I'm on there a lot. Messenger. That's about my, my main thing. I'm just because I always got my tablet or something there playing music, so it's right there. I always mm -hmm. see it. I messaged um, you four years ago. You didn't respond. No big deal. It's fine. Uh oh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> you were selling some adult bamboo rats like four years ago, and I was like, "Are these still for sale?" Adult bamboo rats, uh, or maybe it was me. I'm, uh, I might have messaged the wrong person. It might actually not be you. I'm not a smart person. I didn't sell any. It was probably Matt Most. It was probably Matt Most, right? And I'm just like, I'm just dumb. But hey, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So Facebook Messenger is the best way to get a hold of you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. If you um, really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Justin, where can people where can people find you, Justin? I don't. I'm a hard man to get a hold of. You know. <laughs> I find that I find that untrue. Facebook, Instagram, Palmetto Coast Exotics, the Herpeticulture Network. The Herpeticulture, well, Herpeticulture Magazine Instagram is still there, and people can still message that, but I'm not on there really all that much anymore. Uh, that's kind of the two main main spots. I'm on Instagram more than I'm on Facebook, kind of. I prefer Instagram, so. But either way, I'm, I'm responsive. Yeah. If uh, anybody wants to grab me, Instagram, Badlands for Pediculture. Uh, if you want corn snakes from me specifically, reach out to Justin. So I'm sending him all my corn snakes. Uh, I am going to cut back a little bit on what I'm selling. I'll be spending a lot of time giving stuff away because I've gotten to a point in this hobby, kind of especially with my work life and my personal life and my family, where selling is not a, not a thing that I'm exceptionally... He's just uh, given up. I, no, I'm, a, I'm actually going to produce more this year than I ever have. And then next year, I've got so much stuff lined up. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll be posting my pines and my gophers uh, and some of my kink snakes. I'm, I'm going to hold back a lot of kink snakes this year. i got a few cutters of Alterna, uh, Leonis, the Cali Kings. Uh, I don't, don't really... Don't send pictures of the, the Thayeri, man. Don't. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping them all. <laughs> good. Leonis are tough. This year, Save me uh, from the temptation. Clutch, I think one this year's one clutch Leonis. Next year might be like four or five. Ah, oh, Leonis or something. Forever Thayeri. Forever Thayeri. We can call them whatever you want. Variable Kings. What a species. I, I, guess, uh, I they're so them. good. I don't know why they're I got rid of so them. Oh, good. Hey, I'll send you some this year. Don't don't, worry. Don't. <laughs> don't. Alterna. I've got some really neat Alterna in the works. Those you can. I, my time with Alterna is done. I no, like and I understand. Too, but but I, I'm, I'm keeping all the I'm keeping all the the shitty feeders, and I'm sending you all the easy feeders. And, uh, I I I plan on keeping and kind of just doling out to friends for the next couple of years. Just sign up. My work has gotten so. Uh, difficult to 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 be present there and as well as have an online presence but if somebody wants to message me message me on instagram i love talking i probably talk too much but Gecko yeah daddy 6969 hotmail.com we're working on the only fans you know it's gonna be dad bods and snakes i'm excited uh you know it's, it's gonna be something else you know it's, <laughs> we're thing gonna I change the hobby. On facebook the other day the the jorts dads and jorts erotic <sighs> calendar or something like that <laughs> my shorts cannot be shorter i just that's part of my life and that's just who i am He's now rocking I, them steve Irwin's. i'm about to be right 40 and feet. i just I, I i'm about to be 40 and i don't see a point in having anything no. on my legs past four inches right like you know what i mean it's that's it that's where we cut it off but yeah literally awesome. thanks <laughs> stop <laughs> it's a lot less than that justin right. i appreciate you but this was episode awesome. seven of Corn Stars brought to you by blackboxcages.com and Silent Hill Reptiles. Check them out at silenthillreptiles.com as well. Uh, we will be back Monday for Snakes and Stogies, episode 160 something. I don't know what it is. I forget because we missed last week because of the 4th of July. So we will be back Monday. Uh, thank you all. Eric, once again, thank you. You're the man. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Chris, Appreciate yep. it. You're amen. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Later. Later. Best episode ever. It was a good one. That was awesome.